Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, hello, loves. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN on a Friday. We made it to the end of the week. Worked a full five-day... Ooh, I guess I almost worked a full five-day week this week. Anyway, uh, (laughs) thanks to Joe Beamer for uh, leading into the show. Joe uh, filling in for David. I knew David was not going to be on the air today, yesterday, because he sounded like he had a wicked cold or something, and I thought to myself... Dude, you got to take care of the voice. You got. I was going to text him, but I didn't want to catch the cold by texting him. So anyway, uh, David uh, should be back uh, on Monday, I'm sure. He's a very, very fast healer. I mean, David's the kind of guy where if an alligator bit his arm off, he'd be there the next day. Yeah, so I had a little blood loss. It's okay. I'm back. I'm behind the microphone. It's all good. Uh, today, we are in for a special treat on News Radio 930 WBEN. Every now and again, we, uh, we, we like to have uh, somebody in who is uh, our official WBEN astrologer, and that person is none other than Cassandra Joan Butler, or Cassandra Joan Butler, if you want to say it correctly. And uh, yes, she happens to be my first wife. Yes, she happens to be friends with my wife now for 25 years. Uh, So there's a little nepotism going on. I can't really lie. And uh, actually, Cassandra is related uh, in some way, shape, or form to Art Wander and uh, the tiny tot of the kilowatt. And uh, if you have a question about what Cassandra sees in the stars for your future when you call in, and I suggest you call in early because time usually runs out and we have to send people away highly disappointed, the phone number to call Uh, But before I give you the phone numbers, let me just tell you, Cassandra is going to want your date of birth, where you were born, as well as the time you were born, and then um, she can answer a specific question you have regarding what she might see in the stars. And again, look, I happen to be skeptical uh, about astrology, but I certainly respect those who are not, like Yesterday, I was not uh, exactly on board with a couple of opinions expressed on immigration by a couple of our callers. But um, it, it's you know it's it's your opinion, it's your thing, and if that's what you believe, that's what you believe. And I can't convince you, I can't uh, persuade you, or anything like that. Um, and your opinion is as valid as uh, as mine. So the phone number to call with uh, the aforementioned information, date of birth, time of birth, place of birth, and your specific question is 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And without further hesitation, we bring aboard uh, local um, local 
uh, astrologer, internationally known astrologer, actually, Cassandra Joan Butler. And her website, oddly enough, is CassandraJoanButler.com. Uh, Cassandra, of course, I'm going to call you Sandy at some point. Uh, That's I, or, fine, Tom. I know, it's like I already <laughs> did. But, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, who are not even into astrology, they're just into cool things happening, are all about the eclipse coming up in April. And I know we've talked before about this on the air, but uh, would you like to discuss the significance of the eclipse as you view it as an astrologer? Of course, Tom, and happy Friday to you, and happy Gemini moon, almost. I, I know, that that I, know. Well, I know, I you know. <laughs> well, what that means is the Geminis are going to have a great weekend, and I know a special Gemini in your life, so there. Oh. Ah. Oh, got my drift? Yeah, I have your drift. <laughs> okay. All right, so, so eclipses are very important portals of change, Tom. Uh, we astrologers love the eclipses, not just the total solar eclipses, but just any eclipses, because we have eclipses four times a year, every year. What makes this eclipse so special is because it's a total eclipse. That means the sun disappears, and we are in clothed in darkness, and beautiful Buffalo, Niagara Falls, the line goes all the way down to Texas, will be bathed in darkness midday. So what that means for Buffalo is a lot because I'm looking at Buffalo's chart. And see, eclipses are designed or qualified by the sign of the eclipse and the number of the eclipse. Because when we look at the Earth, we have all these planets going around in a certain location. That's when we say this is a 19 degree of Aries eclipse. Now, some of I think most people out there, they don't have to know astrology, might know a little bit about Aries. Aries is considered to be the very strong, courageous, impulsive, fun energy that we all share somewhere in our charts. But Aries is where the eclipse will be taking place. So this eclipse is about self-realization. Ah, yeah, because everyone has... Aries somewhere in their chart, and Aries is the self. It's like the celebration of the individual, you might say, uh, Tom. And um, there's another part of this eclipse that most astronomers and so forth might not know offhand, but they would if they would take out their ephemeris because scientists and astrologers use the same tools to skywatch. So this eclipse has Chiron, the planet of healing attached to it. I thought it was the planet of TV graphics. <laughs> well, that too, perhaps, right? But, you know, what do you, what do you think of when I say the word Chiron? You think chiropractor, right? Well, it's because Chiron was the mythological figure that couldn't heal himself, but he was the teacher of all, and he was elevated to eternal life because he was always being sacrificial to help others. Anyway, you know, astrology is really mythological. But anyway, this particular eclipse that happens in our backyards, friends, is extremely potent for personal healing, personal sovereignty, personal individual celebration. And in Buffalo's chart, it's activating, you'll love this, it's Venus, and Venus is money. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of people spending a lot of money in Buffalo wow. <laughs> in mid-April, for one thing, for one thing. 
Very, very interesting. You know, I, I took out my ephemeris once, but uh, the Amherst cops weren't very pleased because it was at Ellicott <laughs> Creek Park, and they called Tonawanda in. It was really a mess. Oh, but, dear. But uh, the, the, ephem- the ephemeris <laughs> of which you speak is basically a guide that is used by whom and for what purpose? Sure. It's a listing of all of the planetary bodies and uh, their location and when they move. And, of course, it comes to us from the scientists. So the astrologers use that to plot their charts when they do a birth chart or when they do what's called a transit chart. A transit chart is what's transiting or moving right now. So that's uh, why I was saying in a few moments, about 10, uh, the moon will be transiting into the sign of Gemini. Right now we're still in Taurus town. We're in the sign of Taurus. But the moon moves, everything moves. That's why I love astrology. It's always moving. Moving, well, moving, it, moving. It's a very, yeah, it's a very dynamic thing. I've gotten that from you uh, over the years. So, astrologer Cassandra Joan Butler, our official WBEN astrologer. The fact that she is my first wife has nothing to do with uh, why uh, why she gets uh, the gig here. And well, no, she's she's very talented. She literally is internationally known. She has a huge following in various countries around the world. I kid you not. She is almost a household name in Australia of all places. <laughs> right. She recently went to uh, to Egypt on a tour with uh, some of her people who follow her and is uh, going to be in Alaska in the not-too-distant future. So she, uh, to say that she gets around would be an understatement, and I'm not talking smack about my ex-wife. No, you wouldn't do that because that would be incorrect, Tom. It, it would be incorrect, and it would also be immoral. Yes. Um, very highly immoral and unethical and everything like that, but clearly we don't get along. Um, but Cassandra Joan Butler is our guest, and the phone number is 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. And let us go to Joe, first up in uh, Buffalo, and uh, Cassandra, Joe, uh, Joe has a birthday of June 24th, 1961 in Buffalo, and he was born, they tell me, at 6.20 in the evening, 6.20 p.m. And, uh, Joe, you have a question for Cassandra Joan Butler. What might that question be, good sir? Where is my soulmate? (laughs) Wow. That was right out of the box, man. I love it. Where is my soulmate? Okay. I I can't give you her address, Joe, um, but perhaps I can tell you the timing when she's more likely to knock on your door. How about that? Do I have to go to the SPCA and buy one? <laughs> oh, no, uh, no. No, because that would be an offense in the uh, penal law of New York State, and we can't have that uh, being promoted on the air. Uh, but anyway, I have, of course. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, they say man's best friend, friend you know. And it should, it should always stop at friends, okay? We should always stop at friends. Uh, but let's, uh, let's, let's get back to the purity of the program. When is Joe most likely to find uh, – are you interested in a woman, I presume, Joe? Absolutely. All right. Okay. When would Joe find the woman of his dreams? So, Joe, you are actually in luck, all right? We have a planet. It's Jupiter. It's the biggest planet in our solar system. And I refer to it as Santa Claus. And guess where Santa Claus Jupiter is going to be positioned in your chart, Joe, for the next year and a half. It's going to, starting on Memorial Memorial Day weekends, a little before this, from May 25th, Joe, 
until May of 2025, this luck planet is illuminating your chart where we have the marriage section. You see, we have... I already did that twice, though. Well, twice? You've been married twice in the past? Yes, I have. That makes sense because Gemini is on your marriage house. and you, Everyone knows that Gemini is the twins, means two, right? So, no, three can be a charm, Joe, because every 12 years, this Jupiter goes into the marriage house. Now, that's your free will if you marry the person or not. But it looks really, really great for you, sir, to find new prospective partners beginning this may until may of next year so you have to answer me answer me this where because i i really need to teach a class on this kind of stuff joe where have you been looking and why do you think you've not found your soulmate um well i go go to the cove i go to all the places that you go to tom you know yeah and, and uh, uh, but but let me let me ask you without being a jerk. Have you ever seen me without a beautiful woman next to me or near me? No, I haven't. No, you haven't. And what I'm saying is, you got to let your personality work for you. You've got to be genuine, and you've got to listen, Joe. The best part of communication is listening to what the other person says. And if they're shy, ask questions and read, read the body language. Like if somebody looks as though they're disconsolate and down, say, hey, I don't want to be a creep, but is there something going on that you might want to talk about? It's, it's little things like that that can pay off big in the end. And, Joe, I want to mention that you do have uh, a flair for communication that's very sensitive. You remember things, don't you? You have a photographic memory. You remember. Oh, absolutely. Yes, you I do. remember things from childhood. years ago. Yeah, you, 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 you've got yeah. a great, that, I, I'm saying that because your Mercury or your mind planet is retrograde in the sign of cancer. So you know how to turn on the charm, Joe, and how to remember people's feelings and emotions. So I, I agree with my ex. I mean, he's a communicator. Let me tell you. Am yeah. I am I a Pisces moon? What's this Pisces moon about? Oh, no, sir. You're not a Pisces moon. If I have the right chart, which I do since you gave me your birth information, you're a Scorpio moon. You're really intense. You're really passionate. And uh, you've got a cancer son, right? Cancer son is, is loves family and loves home and loves people. And, you know, here's the other thing, Joe, I would give you the suggestion. You're super sensitive. So sometimes yes, super sensitive. And so when someone, you know, maybe ignores you for a moment or something like that, remember the old adage, it's not about you. It's about them because what they think of you is none of your business. And um, you know what I'm saying? So, so maybe I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so the, the stars, the energy says that this next year you'll have more presumed luck. You got to get out there and listen to what Tom says. Listen to the ladies. Be out there. Be attentive. And you can do that very well. You've got a fantastic emotional mind that remembers people's nuanced but feelings. Don't, you don't be you a creeper. You just made my day. Well, good good luck, Joe. Uh, we certainly wish you uh, the best. And uh, I would just add to that the caveat, number one, don't be a creeper. And number two, you do not need to be tall, dark, and handsome. You might be tall, dark, and handsome, but you don't need to be, okay? What you, what you really need to do is have a personality that is warm, caring, and empathetic, at least for the first three months. 
For 30 years. (laughs) Uh, Joe, thank you. Good luck to you, man. All right. Go Bills. Uh, Go Bills. They ought to use that billion dollars to put a dome in the stadium, uh, but Terry Pagula doesn't want it, darn it. Anyway, uh, astrologer Cassandra Joan Butler is our guest uh, in studio at News Radio 930 WBEN. Tanner Saunders, the uh, shorn uh, Tanner Saunders. uh, Tanner, we got to get a picture of you up uh, on the website because – I think the young ladies in the audience deserve to see the man that I know as Tanner Saunders, that uh, that that movie star, youthful, good-looking man. And I hope you don't send me to HR based on what I just said, because people need people need to see that, bro. I'm just saying. Are you on board? Certainly, we can do that. We can make that happen. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you a curveball there in the middle of uh, answering phones. Okay, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. It is Bowerly, our astrologer, Cassandra Joan Butler is with us. Her website is CassandraJoanButler.com. Our website is WBEN.com, and it's always great to have my uh, my first wife on uh, the program. And uh, um, it, it's, it's really, I don't know, it's just really, really a treat. On News Radio 930 WBEN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Cassandra Joan Butler, our astrologer, might have heard this once or twice. Now, this obviously is not Pink Floyd, but uh, Cassandra Joan Butler actually was at the legendary 
Dark Side of the Moon concert at the auditorium. Uh, it was the first time, and probably the only time, <clears throat> Cassandra <laughs> Joan Butler ever uh, smoked weed. Um, and it was an, as amazing an experience as callers said it was. It was, Tom. It's in my bio, actually, on my my, my, <laughs> my, my resume. Yes, I, I, I'm a cool person. <laughs> Yeah. Well, also, I, I lost um, it after a while. The coolness. <laughs> well, no, no, you're still you're still cool in my book. Uh, but anyway, uh, for those who don't know, Cassandra Joan Butler, she isn't just an astrologer. She has her bachelor's in social work from Cornell, master's from Syracuse, and is also a licensed massage therapist. Although after a while, that takes a toll on your own body. Believe me, I know. Uh, let's go to uh, Lynette on WBEN. Lynette is, uh, let's see. Lynette was born on the 1st of October, 1954, at midnight. And I don't know what you do with these midnight babies, because it might have been 11.59, might have been 12.01. But Lynette, um, you have a question for Cassandra Joan Butler. And what would that question be, my love? Okay, I do have a question for you, and and just to answer your question, I was born at home on the kitchen table, delivered by a taxi cab driver, so my mom says, and uh, I was born at midnight, and she got to pick, when the doctor got there 15 minutes later, she got to pick which day, September 30th or October 1st, and she picked October 1st because she said she always wanted me to be first in life instead of last. So uh -huh. that's my birth story. Um, Cassandra, I'd like to know, I'm going on a trip in August, and I'd like to know if I'm going to be successful. Successful on the trip, yes. It's also a celebratory trip, and it's also something that's really going to activate your inner power, Lynette, because in August this year, we have your Pluto in your chart being activated, and uh, it's going to be very, one of those memorable once-in-a-lifetime trips, and it's both successful, but I, I'm going to say the word celebration, too. It's kind of like a reunion. It's, you're, you're, you're connecting with people that you haven't seen maybe ever, and um, you've got a great sense of detective within your chart. Because you're a Scorpio moon, you know you're a lovely Libra, you make everybody happy, you've got the gift of negotiation, you know, you, you, you just make everyone Thank feel you. good. And, and you're very powerfully compassionate and protective of your loved ones. But you have a little bit of a detective aspect within your personality. So this is, trip is somehow a culmination of a lot of research and a lot of things that you've been thinking about doing for some time. And it's going to be successful. Lynette, does that make oh, sense? It does make sense to me because I am going to be seeing people that I haven't seen in 20 years. It's going to be a celebration because my oldest son is coming with us. And, uh, you know, and since I'm going to be successful, I'm going to be very happy. And I, I do like to spread joy. All right. So <laughs> that's good. Yes. Yes. Uh, joy, grace and diplomacy. That's Lynette. Oh, thank you very much, Cassandra. You answered my question. Wow, thank you uh, very much. I mean, and if you'll notice, uh, none of that was communicated to Cassandra about uh, her attributes. She just knew it based on the chart, which kind of boggles my mind as somebody who is not a believer. Uh, she hates it when I say that, but uh, hey, it is what it is. Cassandra Joan Butler, our official WBEN astrologer. We talked about the uh, uh, full eclipse a little bit earlier. Um, 
I'm surprised Tanner didn't come out with Pink Floyd's Eclipse, but maybe he forgot that you were at the concert where Pink Floyd unveiled Dark Side of hint, the Moon hint. at the Odd. Yeah, hint, hint. Oh, Tanner picks up on hints like you wouldn't believe. Um, let's uh, let's get back to the calls on uh, WBEN, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And it's a dude on the line, and this dude is Kevin, born on the uh, – 18th of April, 1958, in Jamestown, New York, at 11.49 p.m. And, Kevin, you have no way of knowing this, but Cassandra Joan Butler, uh, her dad owned some property right along Chautauqua Lake. So Jamestown is not exactly a foreign destination to her. Mm -mm. Love Jamestown. Thank you. Hi, Kevin. I'm right on Chautauqua Lake right now. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Cassandra, I'm kind of like you and Tom. I was married for 15, 20 years, and I got divorced, but I get along with my wife great now. That's awesome. Ex-wife. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. So uh, what I want to know is, uh, am I going to be all right on my money situation? Yes, you will. And I was looking at uh, your question re- relative to your chart. Um, first of all, I will say that last April, there was a great disappointment in your life, April, May of 23. And then you my pu- brother-in-law died. Yeah. Yeah. There was a big loss there, sir. And, 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 and so as a result, you had some time to recover, uh, both emotionally and even financially. But since January 20th, I bet this happened to you, Kevin, you said about a month ago, by gosh, by golly, I'm going to get everything straight in my in my money situation if I have to do a new budget or take care of this situation or take care of that. You are so focused on retooling, rebooting your finances in such a way that you feel more secure. And, and you'll be successful by August. August, a lot of your hard work that you're implementing right now is going to bear fruit. Whether that means getting rid of some debt or getting rid of some, maybe some property that you're going to sell or something like this, that you just want to eliminate the little bleedings that are going on with your finances. Does that make sense, Kevin? It sounds sounds very good. Yes, it does sound uh, about the property and stuff. Yeah. Um. Thank you. So you you really are you you really are in the in the process of disposing of property. No, I just well, I, about eight months ago I sold my house and now I'm renting. Because well, not eight months ago, quite a while ago. Because when the uh, interest rates were low, I uh, took advantage and sold my house and made a profit. Now I'm renting. Wow. Well, a lot of that going around, Kevin. Um, thank you yeah. very much. I hope everything works out for you. So, are you on a boat? I mean, it's a little cold to be on no. Chautauqua Lake right now. Tell you, all right, Tom. I'm at the dog park. In Celeron, New York, and I also went to a Pink Floyd concert in Toronto, and it was amazing. <laughs> well, that's something the two of you share, and yes. I, I got left out in the cold. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Kevin. Uh, good call. Good to hear from you. Thanks, Cassandra Astrologer. And Tom, bye. Thank My you. My pleasure. Our pleasure. Uh, Cassandra Joan Butler, our in-studio guest and official WBEN astrologer. Um, she is internationally known. Her website is CassandraJoanButler.com, and you can book appointments there and everything like that. And although I may not be a believer, I always say this whenever she's on, with regard to my career, she has been uncannily 
unerring in timing of when certain things were going to happen. Like when I came back to Buffalo, well before I was offered the job at the old radio station for breakfast with Bowerly, she said, hey, in August of 91, what you're concerned about right now is not going to be a concern anymore. And sure enough, August of 91 is when I came back to Buffalo from St. Louis, a station which uh, ironically is owned now by Odyssey. Hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of kind of wild but you've been yeah I mean you've been really good with uh, pinpointing career stuff and you know what I would say this to you Tom astrology wouldn't work if you fully embraced it because Virgo needs to be skeptical you've got to be critical you've got to be skeptical you have to be questioning that's who you are isn't that great well you know what I mean as you well know I am very skeptical um, and I also believe in in the value of evidence and figuring out mysterious situations using evidence and using my wits and keeping my wits about me when mysterious situations present themselves. And, uh, you know, exactly of what I speak. And, uh, and you know, you, you, you were there for the, you were there for the popcorn and, Uh uh, and you, you had a you had a front row seat to the best work I've ever done in my life. That's right. That's right. Just never, never underestimate my ex friends. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, I don't. To, I don't. No, no, she does not. And I don't. I do not underestimate my ex wife. Believe me. Uh, let's go to uh, Kimberly, who was born on the seventeenth of May, nineteen sixty eight, in the den of vice, sin, and iniquity. Albany, New York at 11.44 in the morning. Kimberly of Williamsville these days. Kimberly, you have a question for Cassandra Joan Butler. Hi, first of all, hey, I'm a first-time caller and a big fan, and I'm about to be a Buffalonian. And I fell in love with a man, a city, and now a team, Go Bills. Um, I was told that that's not even how you say, you don't even say hello in Buffalo, you just say Go Bills. (laughs) That's right. So I learned that. (laughs) Well, um, even though, I mean, I'm kind of working a lot. I don't even have an apartment yet. And I'm kind of transition. I'm not even really here yet, but I'm sitting in Williamsville listening to you like I do every day. Um, and even though um, I'm moving for the love of my life, the question is actually about my career and money and what you what you see in in my uh, near future. Sure. Well, w- welcome to Buffalo, Kimberly. You know what? Thank you. you. Everybody's been so nice. Yeah. And this is the right town for you because guess what? You and Buffalo, New York share the astrological sign of Taurus. Beautiful, uh, grounded, and uh, down to earth. And also just like this, it goes beyond stubborn. You're a solid person, Kimberly, and you're going to really find a lot of good opportunity here because... If your chart is correct, and I believe it to be, uh, your career house is being lit up. So you might be moving here for love, but this is going to give you an opportunity to expand your own gifts. And you know what? Those gifts would include good management abilities and uh, very good problem-solving abilities. You're an excellent person when life is kind of chaotic and crazy, you find a way to fix things. And you've got leadership capacity as well. And uh, you're a very good juggler. You know a lot of things very quickly. You can talk on your feet. You can argue on your feet. So uh, you're going to find some professional um, 
opportunities no later than that eclipse. So that eclipse that we all have been talking about is on top of your career planet in April. So take some time, you know, get your resume out, meet some people. I would say by April 8th, the eclipse date, you're fully employed in a new career fashion for yourself. Does that it's sound plausible, Kimberly? Sounds good? Very interesting. I'm just, I'm just going to, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I am going to reveal to you what I actually, what my profession is to you right now. I am a singer songwriter and a children's author. Fabulous. Because, you know, do you know, Taurus rules the throat? It's the body part of the throat. Great singers share, uh, Barbara Streisand, all these people, uh, with, with the beautiful pipes and Buffalo is a musical artistic town. So this is a great place for you, my dear. Yeah, Kimberly, I'm very excited about it. We're- you probably know this, but uh, Buffalo, New York, uh, in my humble opinion, and as a somewhat well-traveled man, um, Buffalo, New York has more talented musicians per capita than any other city anywhere in the world. There are some mega talents here, and when you I listen truly to believe them, that I've been kind of getting out and about, and of course, being as close as I am in Williamsville to to Maine, I've discovered music in Maine and. Lots of other cool venues around the around Buffalo in the short amount of time I've been uh, getting wow. a chance to do that. So I'm Gee, excited about music on Maine. I've never heard of that. Is that that's a thing? Sorry. No, I bet you have though. <laughs> and Kim- of course I have. And Kimberly, keep on listening to Tom have. because Tom, I've heard you mention it a few times on the air. Yeah, Tom is plugged into all these wonderful, talented people out there in Buffalo. He knows. He yeah, knows I'm one them of these all. people when you talk about juggling. I, I've done everything from voiceover to I've been an on-air jock myself and all kinds of different things. So I definitely know how to juggle and I've owned my own business um, for many, many years. But I'm just curious. I mean, it's, you know, it's a new city and um, I'm not exactly a spring chicken. So. Hmm. Yeah, but you're not exactly over the hill either, Kimberly. Good good luck to you. Uh, best of success in all, you so your, all of your and ventures. Thank you, thank you so much for taking the call, and, and uh, yeah, go Bills. I'm excited. <laughs> go Bills! <laughs> when all else fails, all it's right. uh, go Bills. Thank you, uh, Kimberly. Absolutely. You know, Cassandra, given all of your travels, I'm surprised uh, you won't be joining uh, our daughter and me and possibly my wife on our excursion to Germany in September. Oh, Tom, didn't you hear? No, I did not. Are you Are you coming? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't uh, made that commitment, but that would be kind of cool. And I think we can bring the baby and uh, the son, too. I think uh, we... <laughs> well, that, that, you know, the baby, and can we find a babysitter for 10 or 11 days? I mean... <laughs> You know that's you know, the the baby is my is my grand is our grandchild. So that's uh, when we talk oh, right, about the right. baby. Yeah, I mean we <laughs> didn't just have like another kid. Uh, and that would be rather that, that awkward. That sounded a little that sounded a little strange. <laughs> <laughs> you got some explaining to do to uh, your friend. Uh, here is uh, <laughs> here's Marty. Uh, Marty was born on the first. I'm sorry, on the 21st of January, 1956, Buffalo, New York, at, check this out, 11.59 p.m. It's amazing how these times seem to, every show we do, people have like the same birth time, different days, but same time. And uh, Marty, you're um, on WBEN, hello. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. Um, I have, uh, it's on my birth certificate. That's the only way I know. <laughs> wow. You made it right to the... 60 seconds before midnight. That's pretty cool, Marty. Exactly. Well, it wasn't of my choosing, actually, but, you know, so. <laughs> I, just, 
I guess I just sort of popped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that that's part of the, the uh, traits of being an Aquarius as well, Marty, because, as you know, Aquarius is the sign of, um, well, eccentricity, electricity, and anything having to do with being able to mm, be different, be friendly, and be open. So you've got a lot of wonderful traits. Uh, I, I got your question, and I, w- I will answer it this way, Marty. Well, the, the question, I'm sorry, the question, because people in the audience don't know oh, what the question course. is. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm not doing what, the mind what is the question? Things. What is the question, Marty? Well, it's it's health. And um, also, uh, my wife and I have been together for um, almost 50 years. And so we're. I'm wondering uh, just how long that happiness is going to continue. Well, just one thing that I would interject before Cassandra gives her uh, opinion here is Cassandra is not a licensed physician and does not dis- does not dispense medical advice, uh, diagnoses, or prognostications um, with respect to any health-related issues. That that I, in mind, I know Tom. We'll leave that up to you. <laughs> Tom knows to a lot of things. Of, <laughs> University of Google Medical School. Um, well, yes, I, I obviously exactly what Tom said. I, I can't give specific or even generic medical advice, Marty, but I would say this to you, that in your chart, the planet of power, transformation, and, and deep new beginnings just moved into Aquarius on January 20th. So this is a very big year for you to assert your own personal power in conjunction with doctors. And the question about your beautiful, long-lived marriage, I think, obviously, there's free will. You guys have the, the star award of being able to navigate a relationship for many, many decades. And emotionally, you do have power, uh, Marty. You're, you're a Taurus moon. We hear about Taurus being the bull. So you're loving your birthday. That, what's that? My wife is a Taurus. Of course. Oh, of course. Guess what? Carl Jung did research back in the 1920s about happy marriages, and he found that very often the male and the female would have similar moon-sun connections for the lawn hall, and you and she have that. Isn't that cool? Yeah, actually, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, Marty, a lot of it, too. I mean, I I also believe you've got to go with your gut. Um, what does your gut tell you about uh, the future that you have? Oh, no. We've, we've actually been together since we were 18 years old, and uh, now I'm uh, way past that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, as far as you're uh, – but, I mean, you're so you, you don't worry about that. You just uh, want to know how long it's going to last. Yeah. No, I mean, as we get older, our health is starting to decline and everything. And, you know, so that starts uh, – you know, it starts to – slide into the thought process when you're uh, laying awake in bed trying to um, figure out the future. Right. Marty, I have, I, have two, I have two words for you. Estate planning. And don't worry, be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Marty, thank, thank you very much for the call. I appreciate that. 
Appreciate hearing from you. All right, man. Uh, And, uh, yes, uh, and, of course, yes, our daughter is the lawyer in the family, uh, (laughs) but she doesn't do estate planning stuff. But, uh, anyway, uh, it is uh, coming up on uh, 256 at News Radio 930 WBEN. It is uh, Bowerly with you, and our uh, guest in studio is Cassandra Joan Butler, our WBEN astrologer. She's internationally known. Her website is CassandraJoanButler.com. It is exactly uh, how it sounds, Cassandra Joan Butler. And interestingly, uh, her grandfather, Sam, was born in uh, Cambridge, England. So there's every possibility that she could actually be related to some guys from Pink Floyd. It could could actually be a situation. I mean, our son does kind of look like he could be Sid Barrett. Yes, yes. You never know how those genetics move around the world, Tom. Yeah, no, you do not, especially with my side of the family. Good God. Anyway, it's like, can you say weird? Um, Anyway, uh, I'm trying to talk her into it, but uh, it is Bowerly. And we're off to enchanting and historic Germany. And we're going to step together into the pages of a fairy tale at Neuschwanstein Castle, the crown jewel of Bavaria. We are going to explore charming German villages like Garmisch and medieval Munich, München, home to the iconic Hofbrauhaus. Fine dining, luxury accommodations. You wouldn't expect anything else, would you? Not from, not from me. Uh, as we immerse ourselves in Germany's rich culture and heritage, venture into Mozart's Salzburg in Austria, Österreich, and discover the enchanting beauty of Rottenburg and the opulence of Nymphenburg. 4977, including airfare. Call 888-733-9494 or visit conservativetours.com. 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 But our journey does not shy away from history's darker episodes, the rise of the Nazi party and the chilling legacy of the Third Reich. We're going to visit the location of the Beer Hall Putsch and view the grand edifices built by Hitler and Elbus Speer in historic Nuremberg, and we will experience the solemnity of Dachau concentration camp and its memorial to the victims of the Nazis. We're going to journey to the Eagle's Nest for breathtaking views and sobering reflection of what the hell were they thinking? Join me for an adventure that combines stunning vistas, history, and the pinnacle of European culture. Go to conservativetours.com, conservativetours.com, conservativetours.com. My daughter is uh, definitely coming. Um, My wife is trying to, and my ex-wife, I don't know, we're going to talk her into it uh, before too long. Just you wait and see. It's 2.58 at News Radio 930 WBEN. It's Bowerly with uh, Cassandra Joan Butler, who happens to be my first wife, on News Radio 930, huh? It's hard to keep track. On <laughs> News Radio 930, WBEN. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Uh, hello, loves. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Good to be with you. And our uh, in-studio guest is Cassandra Joan Butler, our astrologer. We spoke earlier about the eclipse. I'm sure she'll be on WBEN again to talk about the eclipse uh, as it uh, becomes closer and closer. Going to be a very interesting day as we are in the path of totality of the uh, eclipse. So that will be uh, very, very interesting. And uh, we've got Cassandra for the next hour. And uh, when you call in, just uh, supply Cassandra with your, uh, well, obviously your first name, your date of birth, your time of birth, and your place of birth. And she will do her best to uh, take a peek into what she sees in the stars for you, uh, even though I happen to be skeptical. Uh, a lot of people I know who are a uh, lot smarter than I am are big believers in astrology and uh you know, who, who, am I, who am I to say no? We all have our skeptical sides. I've got a very large skeptical side. Um, and uh, Cassandra Joan is with us at 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, let's go to uh, Linda in uh, Buffalo, Cassandra. Linda was born on uh, April 15th of 1950. Uh, in Buffalo at 8.28 in the morning. And, uh, Linda, thank you very much for calling. What is your question for Cassandra? Well, first I'd like to say that it's very exciting to be speaking to both of you. And, Tom, I've always enjoyed your shows. I've listened to you over the years. Huh. Uh, my general thank question, you. I really have a general question. I'm not really that young anymore. And I'm wondering what my future holds. Is there a soulmate? health, finances, and I've also had many dreams of winning a lotto. I've actually seen some of the numbers in one dream. Perhaps you could shed some light on this for me. Sure. When you say you saw the numbers, when you say you saw the numbers, you mean to say that you saw the numbers that actually turned out to be the winning numbers in a dream? Well, I actually saw some of the numbers, and there were two 44s and a 56, and it was shown to me twice. I, I only remember that part of the numbers, but I actually was shown all of them, but I couldn't recall all of them when I woke up. Oh, that's uh, that's unfortunate. But I mean, you, you realize, before Cassandra answers the question, just from a scientific point of view, you realize that even though somebody wins it, the ch- your individual chance of winning a lotto, big payout, is pretty much zero? Oh, I know that. In fact, I've been waiting a number of years because I've had the dreams over the past 10 years. And I keep telling different people in my family, I just won lotto. And um, then, as I said, in the one dream, I actually saw all the numbers, but I only remembered the 244s and a 56 because there's two lines in lotto. So I figured, you know, one of, both lines must have a 44 in them. Then there's a 56 somewhere in there. But it's been a while, but the last dream I had of winning lotto was on February 28th of last year. Hmm. 
Any uh, any thoughts uh, on uh, what basically she's asking about everything involving yeah, her just general, cause I'm not really that young, and I'm kind of wondering what my rest of my life might hold. My family does tend to live a long time, though. Yes. A lot of my relatives live into their 90s. Well, my dear, thank you so much for calling. And, you know, you do have a, an exceptional chart, and I'll explain why, because you were born under an eclipse, you were born under an eclipse. Oh, how interesting. Yeah, yeah, you were born under a an, an Aries eclipse because you know you're an Aries, but you're also a moon in Aries and the eclipse point was in Aries. So you've got tremendous resilience and creativity and love life and you probably have lots of friends in different corners of the world I mean because you just are a delightful person with a lot of intuition that moon of yours was right next to the eclipse point that to me confers a lot of intuition but here's something I hope will really uplift you because your chart shows that you are forever young you mentioned that yes you're getting older and I think I, I have this argument with Tom all the time because I'm older than he is but you know I <laughs> <laughs> by a lot uh well whatever um too much information um <laughs> but you know you're a gemini rising and gemini really is the sign linda of um peter pan because what keeps us young is engagement learning networking being with people asking questions and that's you you are a uh, walking encyclopedia of different information so in answer to your other question about having a potential mate, um, it's interesting because that same question was voiced by Joe earlier in the show. Mm -hmm. uh, you might recall, you were oh, listening yeah. earlier. And, and Joe, uh, I said to him, oh, well, gee, uh, the luck planet is going into your relationship house, which is Jupiter, every 12 years. And, and Jupiter, the luck planet, is in Gemini for Linda in your house of vitality and your uh, personal house of um, your, your, your uniform, so to speak, your rising sign. So this will be a really great year, like a new beginning year for you to get out there and network. And um, there are Joes out there who are looking too. And <laughs> I'm not saying it has to be Joe, although I think astrology is a great tool for um, dating and matchmaking, by the way. Um, but in any case, for you, Linda, I think it's going to be a really exceptionally good year because you've got that natural curiosity. As far as the dream goes, uh, write those numbers down. They might be significant in some other venue. It might be a phone number. You might win the lottery when you meet someone new and they, has, they have those numbers in their phone number. Who knows? But I think dreams have create uh, create a lot of guidance for all of us and I keep a dream journal and sometimes I look at it years later and I go oh that's why I was having that dream so keep on writing those dreams down in some journal you can refer to thank you very much Linda and uh, good luck to you sound like a charming uh, young lady um, oh. uh, and uh, let's see what what was there? it is seven years between us right uh-huh yeah. yeah seven years yeah um, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And then I took my turn at cradle robbing. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, here is, uh, what, do you, what do you want to say? Uh, here is uh, Alan in uh, Darien Center. And uh, Cassandra, 
Alan was born on the 26th of October. I know somebody who was born close to that day. The 26th of October, 1962, Buffalo, New York, 4 a.m. He made his mom work for it. Alan, uh, you're on WBEN. What is your question for Cassandra? Hi, Tom. Um, first of all, I love my name. Um, <laughs> not not 100% sure on the time I was born. I looked on my, my birth certificate, and it didn't say, but... Uh, Anyway, hi, Cassandra. Hello there. Nice to meet you, Alan. The nice reason he talked you, about cousin. his name, Cassandra, is I talked about my dislike of my middle name, which oh, is Alan. Oh, right. That's right, why right. he That's why he brought that up, and I'm not a big fan of my middle name, but Alan likes his name. That's all that's important. Exactly. Uh, Alan, <laughs> again, your, your question would be? Uh, just wondering if there's any bright outlook for my wife and my financial future. We've, we've been struggling lately, and... Um, just wondering if we're going to keep on circling the drain or if we're going to pull out of the sink. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think the uh, drain was really wide beginning in uh, 2022, uh, 2022 uh, through 2023. But the light is at the end of the tunnel this year. Uh, there is something you and your wife may have done financially around October 28th, around your birthday last year, because that was an eclipse. And the eclipse was showing you some um, perhaps mm, um, anecdotes to your financial situation. You may have taken some action. You may have developed a, a financial plan in October of last year, okay. which is going to start to bear fruit by May. So when we, we talk about financial health, sometimes there's incremental times when things begin to shift. So whatever you did back in October will start to bear fruit in May. And then by next October, by this upcoming October, you're probably going to see a really great new beginnings for your finances. And remember, you are very resourceful on so many different levels. That's just who you are. You're a Virgo problem solver, rising sign, you're a Scorpio, and of course your your moon sign is extremely sensitive to balancing things. And I think that someone had taken advantage of you. Uh, some financial circumstance that wasn't your fault kind of helped capsize the financial boat for you, Alan. So don't take uh, guilt um, about not being a good steward of your resources because by nature you are. You know, you know how to fix things. You know how to make the dollar stretch. So I would see All by right. your your fall this year, you're going to be much better. Whoops, I almost dropped my computer. I did, I did start a new job in October, and it's been very sporadic work. It's uh, subcontracting work. Mm-hmm. So it's been picking up lately. Yeah. I just wanted to continue. Yeah, by Alan, just out of curiosity, what is your skill set? I'm a post post-construction I work for a post-construction cleanup company, so we go okay. into you know construction sites and clean up their mess. Just just out of curiosity, have you thought about maybe starting up your own business? Uh, obviously, there are obligations and duties when you start up your own business, but hey, the money train ends with the uh, top of the pyramid, as it were. So, have you given that any thought? Yes, actually, Tom, I have considered it, not real deeply, but it's in the back of my head. Well, hey, there's always, you know what, there's always a demand for people who do manual labor, um, 
whether it is skilled or quote unquote unskilled manual labor, because there are a lot of people in our area of advanced years who simply can't do what they used to be able to do. And they'd, they'd yeah. love to be able to clean out their own basement even. And they can't right. do that because of various restraints. So if uh, if you start up your own business, as long as you can find people willing to work for you, I think you'd be I think you'd be hitting the uh, nail on the head. But that's just me. I think it's a great All suggestion. Right. And one more thing, Alan, your career house is being activated positively by the summer as well. So you are a good juggler when we find Gemini. Gemini is a juggler. So you could do what you're doing, your subcontract work, but maybe start something up around June of this year because May you'll, you'll be feeling more comfortable in, in May. And then by June, maybe um, you know, cash your, your uh, independent contracting in the ring. Mm-hmm. And can I ask one more, um, a more personal question? Sure. Well, I suppose you've been a good sport. Why not? I mean, I know that you, you've never been pulled over for speeding in Darien Center. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, what's, what, what is the second right. question? Um, I recently, uh, I'm a, I had a drinking uh, alcohol dependency, and I haven't had a drink since the first of the year. And I was just wondering if I'm going to succeed at this. I, I've been, I found it very easy to stop. But in the future, will I continue to be sober? Oh, congratulations, Alan. I know it might be premature to say that, but you know what? Your Scorpio determination and your character, I, this is it. You, you are going to do this now. Absolutely. I, I really believe that. Now, Alan, what do they say? One, one day at a time, one minute at a time, and uh, that's the only way you can go. Um, All right, and one more thing. But now I, I got to move to some other folks. Love Alan, you, Sandy. I, love your family. Love your kids. Love you all. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate, appreciate the call. Um, yes, uh, Darien is a place you do not wish to exceed the speed limit, just so you know. As is Trumansburg, uh, New York. <laughs> Here is uh, Kim in – I've never been pulled over in either place, but I've seen a lot of people who have been. I'm like, oh, man. Uh, Kim was born on the 24th of September, 1976, in Buffalo, New York, at 10.24 a.m. And, uh, Kim, you have a question for our astrologer on WBEN, Cassandra Joan Butler. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to know just um, what you had, if you saw anything in regards to career, finance, and romance. All right. Okay. It's a lot there. Career, finance, romance. Um, that's that's the whole ball of wax right there. Yeah, all the above. Okay, there's your chart, Miss Kimberly. And, um, of course, you are a Libra Libra. You're a double Libra. Not only nice once in a while, but all the time. You're, you're a new moon Libra. And in the sign of friends, groups, and associations, and, um, you know, I think you're very discerning when it comes to romance, right? And there's a mystery about you, too, because you're a Scorpio rising. So sometimes, you know, you're very cautious, which is a good thing when you're out there in the dating world, number one. And then we have, I, I talk about this wonderful planet of um, luck, which is Jupiter. If I want to talk about the planet of power and intensity, that just moved in mid-January for you. So you feel like this is the year when a lot of things are going to come together in your life and uh, starting with the relationship and then also ending with your career. 
The career is very much activated by August of this year. It might be something that you're shifting, might be in the same relative field, but doing something a little different. You've got fantastic people skills and you have exceptional um, intuition, emotional IQ. You can discern what someone's all about, right? So people depend on you. It's almost like a counselor attribute. I'm not saying you are a counselor, Kimberly, but you've got that type of insight into others. Um, I would look at um, June is the relationship and uh, August is the career time for you. Did you ask about finances too? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So finances, um, that is going to really take an uptake in 25 for you. So where it's not just you're paying your bills, but you're saving, you're having excess, you're having disposable income and feeling very good about yourself. So just be patient with the money piece. Excellent. Thank you so very much. All right, Kim, thank you uh, very much. 324 at News Radio 930 WBN. Our astrologer, Cassandra Joan Butler, is with us. Her website, CassandraJoanButler.com. And Judy was born on the 31st of January, 1957, uh, Lancaster, New York. Unsure as to the time, uh, Judy is calling us from Amherst, even though she was born in Lancaster. How dare she move? And, uh, Judy, what is your question for Cassandra? Well, actually, I was born in Lackawanna. Oh, Lackawanna. And maybe I made the mistake. Um, my question is, I've had a, a lot of stress, but it's this past year and a half has just been incredible. And I'm just wondering, like, am I going to make it? Like, is my health going to be okay? Because this has just been a, a dusty trail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can hear that. Um, when I talk about the power planet, Pluto, um, it stressed the entire globe out in 2021, right? I mean, we all know what happened then. Well, in your chart, the same planet that was being activated during those era, uh, era was being very much affected in 23 for Judy. There was like, it was nonstop pressure coming at you from all angles, right? And, and, stress, oh, yeah. and stress we know can come up and weaken the body on so many different levels, you know, and inflammation and so forth. Uh, that's ended since the past month. You might be able to exhale. You might have noticed a shift, Judy, uh, in the past couple of weeks. Um, so, yes, you are definitely going to make it. Um, you have that Aquarian thinking outside the box mentality. If uh, someone says red, you say blue. You know, you, you know how to shift gears very well and uh, you also are a healer in terms of your mm, personality you, you do so much for so many people and it's okay to ask for some help uh, you liter literally have the healing planet next to you so you're mentally strong and 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 you'll get through this i i think the full moon that we have next week on saturday the 26th you'll feel a lot more relief in your you know, the excessive pounding in your life, really since uh, January of 2022, it began to let up by January of 24. So it's been two full years of nonstop yep. stress. Yep. Okay. Um, wow. Very, very interesting stuff, um, Judy. And look, if you can bear up to the stress uh, now, there's, there's nothing that can ever get you down. Well, I appreciate you guys, and uh, thank you for taking my call. 
Thank well, you. Thank you. Take care, Judy. Thank you very much. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, Cassandra you. Joan Butler, astrologer to the stars. And uh, by the way, Cassandra is very, very uh, popular in, of all places, Australia. Uh, it's just it's it's bizarre to me how incredibly popular she is in Australia. But <laughs> do you have any ideas why you're so popular oh, in yeah. the land down under? Yes, yes. You see, I, I work off a platform that's based in Australia called the Cosmic Intelligence Agency. So I'm there every uh, Wednesday at 8.30, our time, and that's early the next day, their time. So I, I do a live um, Facebook page and YouTube page, and I take questions and all that stuff, and it's live. And so you guys oh. can join me on Wednesday nights at 8.30. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I'd never get away from DIA, NSA, CIA, DARPA, <laughs> or any of those people. Uh, you've got the Cosmic Intelligence Agency. Right. All I'm right. an agent. I'm an agent, Tom. Uh, okay. <laughs> what else is new? I mean, really, this is old news for me. Um, it is uh, Cassandra Joan Butler on News Radio 930 WBEN, and it is Bowerly for Rosex Vacuums. Are you tired of lugging around a heavy vacuum cleaner just to clean up a little mess? Well, listen up, because I've got some news for you. Rosex Rosex Vacuums has the solution for which you've been looking. Rechargeable vacuums are all the rage these days, and Rosex has a selection from which to choose. But here's the scoop. While rechargeables are really good for quick pickups, they're not meant to be your full-time vacuuming solution. If you've got one or two area rugs, you need a reliable cleaner. Did you know that rugs, depending on their thickness, can hold up to four times their weight in dirt? I was talking to a local jeweler and uh, he replaced his carpeting. I think it was his place. And they shook out all the gold that was in it. Tens of thousands of dollars worth of gold dust. I kid you not. Uh, good thing they didn't vacuum it. Uh, and here's something else to consider. Not all vacuums are created equally. While some companies boast about their filtration systems, the truth is not all the air passes through those filters. And that means you could be redistributing dust all over your home. But fear not, when you invest in a high-quality vacuum from Rosex, you're investing in a quality quality vacuum cleaner, a healthier home. Stop in the Rosex showroom located in the Sheridan and Sweet Home Plaza in Amherst and tell them Bowerly sent you to Rosex Vacuums, R-O-S-I-E-K apostrophe S. <laughs> Knew this was coming. I think we just need to let this rip for a few seconds if y'all don't mind. Very, very appropriate in many ways because our guest is the WBEN official astrologer, Cassandra Joan Butler. we got to get a regular column up on our WBEN.com website. I think a podcast on Odyssey is going to be and should be in your future. And uh, the reason we play that, obvious reasons, uh, Pink Floyd's uh, Eclipse and the uh, other thing is uh, Cassandra was present. She was one of the throng <laughs> at the legendary Pink Floyd show at the Odd when they did Dark Side of the Moon in its entirety. And I have no recollection of it, Tom. Yeah, that's because you were smoking weed for the first time. First time only. T- well, I. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah not, not, a, not yeah, a good, yeah, not yeah, a good I, mix. No, I'm just, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> My first concert was Bob Dylan. Um, mm. 
and I actually remember it, which is interesting. Um, and that's when he was really good, as opposed to the last time I saw him at Shays when he hid behind his piano. Uh, anyway, it is uh, oh three thirty eight at News Radio nine thirty W B E N. Um, Cassandra Joan Butler is our astrologer, and uh, she needs your uh, first name, your date of birth, your place of birth, and if possible, time of birth. And uh, she needs a question from you. And of course, uh, Cassandra is not a physician, so she cannot offer medical advice uh, or predictions, prognostications, or whatever. I think you understand that. Here is uh, Tom in Buffalo. Again, the uh, uh, February. 23rd, 1957, just two years, less than two years before the day the music died. Tom, you're on WBEN. What is your question for Cassandra Joan? Oh, very briefly, Tom. Congratulations. I don't know if I've talked to you. I've talked to Bauer or Beamer. Uh, I don't know. Congratulations. I didn't realize you got married again, but congratulations. Um, uh, well, thank I you. Lit. Well, you're welcome. The last time I talked to your ex-wife there was uh, oh a, a few times. It's late summer, early fall. That's my question. But very briefly, I, I commented you and, and I also gave you kudos on. I could see why you were attracted to her by her voice alone. I, I never I don't think I ever saw a picture of her. I saw a pic, I saw you actually, but never a picture of her and her voice alone. I could see why you were attracted. But anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, she's a very she's a very smart woman. Um, uh, and I mean, I, frankly, she needs to do away with the cat eye glasses. I'm just saying, uh, I I have the face for radio, but stop. Stop. that's very sweet, Tom. Thank you. That Tom on the radio. Yeah. Both times. Oh, you're very welcome. (laughs) Yeah. You thanked me last time. I wanted to ask you, uh, did you, I know you're involved with, uh, Lily Dale. Yes. Yes. Uh, if you knew somebody, I don't think it's going to matter. The person has been deceased for a while and was kind of known locally. But if you don't want the name, that's fine. But I just wa- wondered if you ever knew the person. Oh, well, yeah, I, I teach at Lilydale. I do, by the way, I'm going to do a plug for Lilydale. I do a astrology class once a month called Astro Cafe. Everybody join it. It's on Wednesday next week. I love Lilydale. And, and, and yes, I'm also intuitive, a psychic, and a medium, but I, I, astrology kind of helps me lift that information when I work. So, yeah. Are you I, still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Uh-huh. But, yeah, there's Hello. some fabulous people at Lilydale, Tom. Are you still there? Now, Tom is having a problem hearing us for reasons I do not understand. Okay. Um, uh, Tom, I'm going to let you go because you have problems hearing us. So, Tanner, if you could take care of that. Uh, I know what his question is. I can see it on the board. But uh, please, please continue, Cassandra. Okay. Well, so, Tom, I hope you're listening. Um, Your question is, will things get, quote, better? Look at uh, every... 30 years, we have grumpy old man energy. It's called Saturn in a sign, and it's in the sign of Pisces. So it can feel, for the Pisces friends out there, Pisces moon people, that life feels heavy, responsible, difficult, challenging. But Saturn always rewards when you put the effort in. And our caller, Tom, Tom, uh, is a philosophical Sagittarius. So my answer to you, sir, who, who are, you're listening, Tom, um, is simply this. Dovetail to that wonderful philosophical part of your nature to get through this responsible time in your life. And yes, life will look up and feel differently by September of this upcoming year. Now, Lily Lilydale is a pretty big deal. Um, you are not like you're one of the least egotistical people I've ever met 
in my life, and we've known each other for ages, like decades and decades we've known each other. Um, five decades. I don't, I don't want to make you seem <laughs> old, but we've known each other for five long, decades. Long, long time. Yeah, yeah. But being at Lilydale and being one of the wheels at, Will, at Lilydale is kind of a big deal in your world. Yes, it is. And, um, you know, I've been teaching there, Tom, since 1998, every season. And, and, and I love it there. It's like a, a blast from the past. Lilydale was the seat and first beginnings of the religion of modern spiritualism in 1848. When, by the way, the planet of spiritualism, Neptune, went into the sign of spiritualism, Pisces. And we're in that era right now since 2010. So there's been a re- revival of things spiritual. I mean, like... It doesn't necessarily have to be astrology. It could be just a questing, a, a desire for meaning in people's lives. And you can, you can date that back since like 2010. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Lilydale is wonderful. Uh, and they have their catalog online right now. And I, I'll be doing a lot of teaching down there this year. And so they're fabulous. There are fabulous mediums out there at Lilydale and uh, so forth. So people can check out their catalog online. Um, and of course, I'm not going to do the joke about the uh, the little psychic who escaped from a prison, small, medium, at large. I'm not going to do that joke. Have you heard it a million times? Yes. Uh, Cassandra Joan Butler is our astrologer on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, I think Irv Weinstein actually did that joke once to close out a newscast. He uh, also said he it. saw he saw a bumper sticker that said, "Be alert! The world needs more alerts." And I thought that was hilarious. Oh man, the great Irv Weinstein. Uh, let's go to Dina, who uh, was born in Buffalo on born on the fourth of July, which was a movie that Cassandra and I saw when we were living in St. Louis. Remember with uh, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise before mm-hmm. he got all weird and stuff. Uh, July fourth, nineteen sixty eight, Buffalo, New York, at twelve noon. Dina, what is your question for Cassandra Jones. Well, hello and thank you. I thank you for your time. Um, what I'm looking for is just a little insight into what 2024 is going to bring for a sure. cancer, a cancer um, born 4th of July. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. It would be, be my, my privilege there, Dina. And um, awesome. you do know that July 4th, Independence Day, was the birthday of our country because the birthing fathers, the first fathers, they knew astrology and they wanted to have a country because they were Freemasons. They wanted to have a country that had emotional resilience and, and uh, compassion and intuition, just like you, Dina. So yeah, they, they were pretty smart guys and they wanted to have a cancer country, which means abundance, all sorts of qualities like that but in your case my dear this year because you're also a Virgo rising um, number one you're going to be doing a lot of self-improvement for yourself and you're no you're, you're, you're not you're, you do that all the time but really being dedicated to all the great things that we all know we need to do to maximize our health so that's number one number two your finances are going to pick up especially after the solar eclipse in mid-April. And uh, so that by the fall, by October of this year, you'll be sitting back and exhaling a lot about the money picture. You are an extremely talented person in terms of managing other people. I don't know if you do that 
uh, professionally or not, but you know how to. I'm self-employed. Okay. I manage one person. I have staff meetings with myself. That's right, because <laughs> you're, you're, you're self-actualized, Miss Ms. Tina. And, and that's even better, I mean, having your own business. But, but the public is also your domain. You know how to. Yes, it is. It totally is. Right. You know what the public wants, the what the public, public needs. the public every day. I deal with the public every day. Mm-hmm. And you've got a, a sixth sense about trends and so forth. Um, and, and what's necessary to fix and improve and help others. So it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a very good year for you, dear. Excellent. That's Tina, what I wanted you. to hear. Thank, thank, thank you, you very you much. So Appreciate much. it. Now, speaking of managing others, um, we, we have a new brand manager who's uh, basically running the show here at WBEN, Lisa Polizzi. And I'll tell you something. I have never seen, and you know, Sandy, I'm well past the point where I need to uh, kiss butt. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've never seen one person make such a huge difference at a radio station ever in my career. Lisa is amazing. She is just, she's beyond amazing. And she got baptism by fire with the <laughs> with the snowstorm that we had and with yeah. a whole bunch of other situations that took place right after she took the job. So management skills, very, very important. And uh, she's like uh, 24 karat gold in a sea of 10 karat fugazis. I don't, I don't think she's listening though, Tom. No, I think she is. I think she really. I think she really <laughs> likes you. But it does. It doesn't. At this point, Sandy, does it really matter? No. I mean, no, come on. No. no. Uh, let's go. I mean, you know, she's just great. I have tremendous respect for That's Lisa awesome. Polizzi, That's like you awesome. wouldn't believe. Um, here is Maria, uh, the twenty eighth of March, nineteen sixty four, ten forty seven in the morning, Buffalo, New York, and Maria. I'm sure you don't like the song, Maria, because nobody ever likes the song uh, for which they uh, were named or had named uh, after they were famous because everybody tells you all the time. You know, like with me, it was Tommy. Oh, Tommy, can you hear me? Like uh, I, yeah, at that point, I didn't like the who. But what's your question for Cassandra Joan Butler? Um, <clears throat> well, my question is, will my son get the partnership for his business? Mm, okay, so I'm going to dovetail to looking at your son's energy through your chart, Maria, because okay. all of us have a child aspect in our charts. And so when I look at your chart, of course, know, you might not know this, but you're a Cancer rising. Um, although you're an Aries, you're a very self-motivated, strong-willed, and feisty Aries woman, but you're extraordinarily gifted at protecting your kids. Um, mm. So intuitively intuitively the partnership would be able to be developed and identified i would say it's in the process right now by march 24th i'm sorry the 26th of march i think it's going to be a real partnership that's going to help your son in his business and by the way you are an exceptionally great coach to your son i don't mean just a mom but you know how to uh, give him advice without him being defensive, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because you're, you're, you're talented that way, Maria. You were born under a full moon. You're Aries, which you know can be very feisty, but you're also a diplomatic Libra moon. You know how to make people feel great. You've got the gift of empathy, the gift of coaching, consulting with others. That's what you do. You do it so well. So yes, I would say by the end of um, March, by that full moon. That takes oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. 
You're Hi, Maria. Thank you. Uh, it almost sounds like she agrees with uh, what you are saying uh, in more than a parental way. Like she knows something that uh, she didn't tell us. Um, it is uh, coming up on 350 at News Radio 930 WBEN. It's a Friday. Yes, we made it to Friday. And uh, it's uh, February. Cassandra Joan Butler, our astrologer, is with us on WBEN. Her website is CassandraJoanButler.com. Our website is WBEN.com. Here is Laurel, who was born on October 18, 1961, in Trenton, New Jersey. Very historic place, 427 in the morning. And Laurel, what is your question for Cassandra Joan? Uh, well, my question is, I have been living in the same house for 33 years, but I'm about to move into another house. And on top of that, uh, my boyfriend of 17 years is going to be moving in with me. So I'm just very curious, will this be a successful move? Is it a positive thing? Will it go well? Yes and yes. Oh, good. <laughs> and, and the way I say that, well, the reason I say that, Laurel, I, and thank you for having your time of birth because everyone has a marriage house, right, in their charts. Your marriage house is taking a new beginning back in 2023, March 7th. So March 7th last year, you may have been you know, contemplating this big change. And then September of last year, it started to become real. And now you're taking this big move. And the planet of responsibility, change and structure is moving into your marriage house. The last time it was there was approximately 30 years ago. So you're oh, literally nice. starting a new 30-year chapter in your life. And your wife planet, which is called Juno, is in the marriage house. So yes, of course, there's adjustments with the new surroundings and a new lifestyle, essentially, with your, your partner. But I, I really feel it's going to be very positive. And uh, you guys know each, each other enough to make allowances for separate time together, too, because <laughs> uh, you're a Virgo rising. You need quiet and alone time at least once a day. I mean, a real quiet, like turning the radio off. Oh, well, not this station, of course, but <laughs> right. But you you need your 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 downtime from your partner, and he understands that. So uh, make sure you have some space in the new digs. Of course, Laurel. You know, one of the trends in America you might not know this is uh, lat couples living apart together. People who are married but who don't live in the same houses. Huh. That's interesting. Um, I've always joked that the reason why we're still together is because we just see each other on weekends. Uh, well, that's that's all going to change now. It is, as Cassandra <laughs> said, a whole new lifestyle with uh, living together. Good luck to you, Laurel. Thank you. Thank you. Also, I have one other thing to add. I'm very excited for my first grandchild because her birthday is going to be on April 8th with the <gasps> Oh, wow. What a powerful yeah. little child that's coming into the world. Well, yeah, thank, so thank we're you very much, Laurel. Appreciate that. Congratulations to you, and uh, I'd like uh, to elaborate more. But Judy's been on hold for a long time, and I think Judy's going to be our last caller. Got time for a quick question? Judy was born in Buffalo, New York, at 3:50 in the morning on the 9th of August, 1959. And Judy calling in from Florida. What is your question? Yay! I'm so happy to get through. I'm just curious to see about my family. What's going on? What can I look forward to or 
What should I be aware of? You know, Judy, you are the matriarch of your family. Even if there are people <laughs> older than you in the family, you pull everything together. You're you're the uh, <laughs> the party planner. You're the counselor for everyone who's having gripes about everybody else. You're gifted with this because your your moon is in the sign of Libra, and you're also a lot of fun. You just are with that beautiful Leo sun and that protective cancer rising. So the general outlook for you, Judy, number one, it's been a long four years for everyone in the family. Mm -hmm. It's been a lot of losses, a lot of sadness, a lot of sorrow, but things are um, in stabilization range right now. Do you know what I'm saying? So celebrating what we have and um, I, I see a very good year for you and your family, especially with you acting as the cheerleader for some difficult situations and and reconciling and balancing some relationships. Would you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Oh, you're I'm, happy, I'm happy it makes so sense. Ju- Judy, thank you very much for the call. We are, uh, unfortunately, out of time. Uh, Cassandra Joan Butler, it's been a very, very fast uh, two hours, and want to thank you for uh, coming in studio to do the show, and uh, very good, of course, to be on the air with uh, my first wife, and people can contact you at CassandraJoanButler.com, CassandraJoanButler.com, and you are, of course, uh, available, well, this sounds totally like nepotism, (laughs) but we're not not married anymore, Uh, but people can uh, contact you. You, uh, through CassandraJoanButler.com and even arrange their own appointments. Absolutely, Tom. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Cassandra Joan Butler on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. It is 357 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Don't go anywhere. We've got some good stuff coming up after uh, 4 o'clock. Uh, hello, loves. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN on a Friday. Thanks to uh, Cassandra Joan Butler, our official WBEN astrologer, for joining the first two hours of the program. We bring her on every now and again, and uh, very interesting selection of callers, uh, I might add, to the program. And uh, we have a couple of things at this point that I would like to uh, whip out. You know, Tanner, you really need to have um, the blazing saddles. Excuse me while I whip this. You got to have that ready at any given moment because you never know when I'm going to say that. Uh, but anyway, uh, I must, I must. It's uh, 11 minutes after four at News Radio 930 WBEN. I've, I've got a couple of things that I want to bring to your attention or your uh, the table and, and see how it goes. And I, I hope that you find them interesting. And if you don't, I'm sure you'll let me know. But uh, first of all, the governor of New York State was in town today announcing that the uh, $1 billion Kensington. Expressway project is going to be a reality. With official approval from the Federal Highway Administration, New York State has been given the green light to move forward with the project, allowing for construction to begin by the fall of 2024. And uh, that's not in that long a time. That's like a few months. The Federal Highway Administration issued a finding of no significant impact, which is a key development that signals the end of formal environmental assessment process and clears the way for New York State Department of Transportation to advance to the final design stages. Uh, Now, you understand what they're trying to do. What they're trying to do is basically um, reunite a neighborhood Uh, that was severed by the construction of the Kensington Expressway. 
um, which was built to facilitate traffic between the suburbs and downtown Buffalo way back when. Uh, and I remember being on the Kensington as a little boy going tr- uh, going to uh, um, the Bowerly family house on Cambridge in Buffalo um, with uh, the grandparents and my uh, grandfather talking about the dynamite work that had taken place in building the Kensington and pointing out the uh, rock through which we were driving, which I thought uh, very interesting from a geologic standpoint. But my question to you is, is, is this the best use of one billion dollars that's um that's a lot of money to cover up three quarters of a mile of the kensington expressway is there do you see a better use for the money to be brutally honest with you if they're going to spend a billion dollars i'd much rather see them spending it on a dome at the new stadium for the buffalo bills even though terry pagula who owns the buffalo bills right now is not down with a dome for the buffalo bills um all the calls for for shovelers to show up after every snowstorm we had it's a, it's almost a little bit embarrassing and if you're going to have a football team seems to me you want them to play in the uh, optimum conditions available i don't understand terry pagula's take on this at all uh but hey i'd, I'd rather see the billion dollars if it's you guys take it or you don't get it um i'd rather see it used for that for doming the stadium but that's just me um the other thing here uh, is, uh, do you remember we had Byron Brown, the mayor of Buffalo, on not that long ago? And one of the things that uh, is kind of a, well, it's, I wouldn't say it's the bane of my existence, but it's one of many banes on my existence, is the fact that the, uh, the, uh, the, the people who work at the plow barn, so-called, in Buffalo on Broadway, they basically work in horrendous conditions. Conditions you would not want to work in if you had that job. Uh, the place is at present an absolute dump. It's an eyesore. And the other thing is all those plows, well, not all of the plows, but many of the plows you see during the annual news conferences, you're looking at dinosaurs. Okay, it, you, you might see bones, but on the inside, there's nothing. There's nothing that's going to do any good to the citizens of the city of Buffalo. And Mayor Brown acknowledges that the Broadway Barns, we'll call them the Broadway Barns uh, today because they've served many purposes over the years, but they would like in the city of Buffalo to build a new facility to house the plows and to buy more plows and better plows for the realities of 2024 and beyond for the city of Buffalo. Here's the problem. That is going to cost $60 million dollars. Of the $60 million, how much of that money do you think they have? All they've gotten is $10 million on a $60 million project. So if you want to spend money, why don't you spend it where it's going to do some good? And how many complaints did we have about the plowing in the city of Buffalo during the never-ending oscillation snowstorm of just a few weeks ago? Um, we had a lot of complaints, especially in certain parts of the city like uh, South Buffalo, Lovejoy, etc. cetera. Uh, people were buried under snow, and some of that is systemic because of the design of the city. But $60 million would enable another $50 million, in addition to what the city has, would go a long way toward uh, readying Buffalo for the next snow event, which, who knows, could be two weeks from now, could be four years from now. You just never know. But 
That is a project, $60 million, that to me would benefit everybody in the city of Buffalo. Who doesn't want better plowed streets? Who? Who doesn't? Um, another way, you want to spend money like this, a billion dollars to cover the Kensington. Um, why not consider other projects as well, such as extensive road work in the area? What good is getting to an area if the roads are like driving through a World War I minefield? It just it doesn't make any sense. Uh, have you seen some of the overpasses in the area? Not just, I'm not talking about the neighborhood most affected by the $1 billion. I'm talking about Erie County in general. There are so many decrepit overpasses which look like they're falling apart. And I am holding my breath for the day I'm going to come on the air and say we've had a tragic situation in Buffalo. One of our overpasses has collapsed. An 18-wheeler fell on top of a school bus filled with gifted school children. Um, and the infrastructure is decaying badly. If you want to talk about infrastructure, you're looking to spend a billion dollars. Instead of covering the Kensington, why not update and upgrade the city of Buffalo's water delivery system? Some of the pipes in our city, some of the conduits, if you will, are well over a century old. And what do human beings need more than anything on this earth? Winter, spring, summer, fall, we need fresh water. That's one of the main reasons why Buffalo, New York, became the one of the top ten cities in the country at the turn of the previous century, 1899 to 1900. Buffalo was an up-and-coming place. And if you look at any civilization that has ever existed, one thing that all great civilizations have in common is access to fresh water. And the people who work... Um, in, in the city, the people who work at the county level uh, with our uh, infrastructure of water, they'll be the first to tell you that the condition, it, it's one of those problems. It's not sexy to fix it. You don't get a great news conference out of it, um, but it, it's got to be done. At some point, you can't rely on infrastructure like a water delivery system, like overpasses for highways that are over, in some cases, a century old. You can't do it. But this allows people to say, look, I did something good for the mostly black east side of Buffalo. See how virtuous I am? And the people who live on the east side are not exactly unanimous in their opinion on whether a billion dollars ought to be spent in this way or some other way. And I'd, I'd love to hear from you. I mean, I understand. Look, I think the purpose is laudable. Uh, they could have built the Kensington in so many other ways, but they didn't build the Kensington in so many other ways. And what we are left with is basically every exit being a garbage dump for every resident of the city of Buffalo who uses the Kensington and who gives off uh, the Kensington Expressway. I mentioned that at the end of yesterday's show that we did on your uh, complaints and what bothers you, and it bothers me. And I don't know what there is about the Kensington as opposed to other uh, roadways, except maybe I travel the Kensington more than other roadways. But 
every single exit of the Kensington looks as though it's everybody's personal garbage dump for the extra uh, for the uh, uh, used coffee cups and car trash that accumulates. Like you're at the light at Harlem Road trying to get off the Kensington. Hey, what do I do now? Well, I guess I'll clean out the car and throw the garbage out the window. They actually put a sign up uh, about that. And then recently going to ECMC, I got off at Grider Street and good Lord, it looked as though a garbage truck had emptied its load all over the side of the road. And I'm thinking to myself, why? And other exits of throughways or highways in this area, I don't see as much litter. For some reason, the Kensington seems to be, the exits anyway, seem to be everybody's garbage dump. And it really is a very unappealing look. Uh, You've got this unbelievably, incredibly awesome Erie County Medical Center with some of the finest trauma doctors in the country, a level one trauma center, and you get off at Grider Street, uh, heading in from the Burbs on uh, Grider Street, and uh, it looks absolutely awful. And that's one of my huge pet peeves. Why do people litter? It looks awful. It, it, it No matter where it is, it looks awful. Uh, let's go to traffic before we get to your calls on WBEN at 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. All right, the uh, billion dollars that is going to be used to put a cap over the Kensington in the name of uh, what, social justice and addressing past inequities, could that be better spent in other fashions? And I submit to you that the billion dollars could be better spent. I mean, look, I understand the intention. Okay, I absolutely understand the intention. But frankly, if you look at every highway in the area, you will find impingement upon somebody by virtue of the construction of the highway. For example, the 290. Uh, The 290 is this big wall that basically blocks off a great portion of the town of Tonawanda and the town of Amherst. Uh, but people need ingress and egress, and they use the 290. And to use the 290, you had to, quote, separate neighborhoods. Um, you looked at, uh, look at the um, I-190 along the Niagara River. Basically follows the route of the old Erie Barge Canal. Well, think about the genius of that little project. What did that little project do? It basically severed the community from the Niagara River. Like, Hello? The only other community I can think of that has been so negligent with its uh, regard to water resources um, would be Cleveland because they've got the 90 running along the Lake Erie shoreline cutting off some really awesome real estate that could have been used for much better purposes for the public. So uh, the $1 billion, why not take some of that billion dollars and address a problem that many residents of the east side have been complaining about for many years, and that is the food desert. Why not offer, as much as I hate to say this, tax breaks and tax incentives for grocery stores to open up locations on the east side of Buffalo so that people who, uh, for example, want to go to Wegmans don't have to go down to Amherst Street. They can just do it on one of the roads uh, that is a major ingress-egress point on the east side of Buffalo. 
And obviously, we saw the great tragedy uh, that happened at Tops because of that scumbag from Binghamton, whose name we do not say on this program. Uh, but why not use? Why not see if tax breaks might not incentivize the construction of grocery stores to offer healthy, nutritious, fairly priced food to the citizens of the East Side? In addition to patching up the roads, in addition to building a new barn for the plows and some new plows, I might add, which could be used extensively on the east side of Buffalo, I don't understand the expenditure of $1 billion in this way to never be. You know what? But before this was proposed, I didn't exactly hear a groundswell of support from people on the east side saying, you know why we have things so rough? We have things so rough because the Kensington. The Kensington is the root source and font of all the issues on the east side. Uh, is, is this the best way to address issues on the east side, putting a cap over the 33? Um, I, I think there are so many other things that could be done with a billion dollars. Uh, that would be a benefit not just to the people who live on the east side, uh, who live on my grandparents' old, my great-grandparents' old street, Cambridge, but uh, who live elsewhere on the east side. Um, they've also allocated $300, $300 million to the central terminal, and I can see more benefit from that than I can from putting a cap over the Kensington. Uh, I'd like your take on this because, you know, as, as, as laudable as the idea might be, to me, the return on investment does not make any sense. If it was my money and my investment, I don't make this investment, okay? 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. I mean, just a fraction of that money would buy a lot of signs that say, don't litter here. This is not your personal garbage dump. It's uh, 27 minutes after 4 at News Radio 930 WBEN. We are laser focused on sewing back together the wonderful tapestry known as East Buffalo. And I could not be prouder. There comes a time in life when you just have to go forward, you just have to say yes instead of saying no. And that's exactly what we're doing. And I have people here fought too long and fought too hard. You mean saying yes to repealing NYSafe? Ha! <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, uh, welcome. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the program. A billion dollars to cover up three quarters of a mile of the Kensington. Uh, do you think that that's actually going to revive the neighborhoods on the east side? Or could that billion dollars be spent in a better, different way that would benefit not just the east side, but everybody in the city of Buffalo? I've given some examples. Let's get to uh, some calls on WBEN, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And again, for all the complaints about a food desert, why not offer tax incentives for major supermarket chains to open up at strategic locations on the east side so people who live there don't have to truck all over the place to uh, get healthy, nutritious, fairly priced food? Seems to me those tax incentives would be a lot less than a billion dollars. Let's go to Jim in uh, East Aurora. You're on WBEN. Jim, hello. Hey, Tom. How are you today? Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Uh, you know, I, I got to thinking a billion dollars. Why don't they, bu- you know, build boys and girls clubs throughout the city so these kids have some place to go, play, and be safe? 
you could I'll do that you, for a lot less club, than a billion. Yep, you could. But, the, you know, at least these kids would be able to get off the streets and have some place to go. Gee, I thought we accomplished that with Bill Clinton in uh, Midnight Basketball, but uh, I digress. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought, I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's a blast from the past for you. But, I mean, look, yeah. I, I don't I don't doubt that the intention is good, but the application of the intention lacks a sufficient return on investment to merit its construction. I, I, I agree there. Yep. So well, okay, boy, boys and girls clubs. Could, I mean, but here's here's yeah. a question I have though: Are boys and, and girls clubs outdated now? Because now you'd have to have a trans club, no. a bi club, a non-gender specific uh, club. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know anymore about that. But I'll tell you, if it wasn't for the boys club in East Aurora, I probably would have been in jail a long time ago. And they help me out, and my grandkids go there now. And well, it's just a great place for kids to learn. Okay, I, I'll put the question to the audience. Are boys clubs and girls clubs in this era of uh, the Internet, are they outdated? And I'm going to confess something. I never went to a boys club or a girls club. I was always too busy uh, with school and uh, homework and playing street hockey. Yeah, well, you can do all that there, too. You know, and now they got they got a computer room and everything, you know. So, I mean, for some of these kids that don't have computers and that, and they want to be, you know, something to do after school, you know what I'm saying, to get them off the streets. And, you know, they have a lot of things going on now. And well, it's, it's a healthier, like it certainly is a healthier alternative, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, yeah. yep. I but yeah, and then you've got to you've got to stoke the interest in going to such a place, and you've got to make sure, uh, in my opinion anyway, that the boys or girls clubs meet the specific needs of the teenage residents or the youthful residents of a given community. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was just thinking about my my grandkids live in South Buffalo, and I always think that you know I wish there was more boys and girls clubs. I wish I had the money. Or win the lottery because that's one thing I really believe in is getting the kids involved in basketball and and all the other things. It's a great idea that, that they have the offer. Yeah, I mean, look, I, look, I, I and, think it's uh, a great idea, but I don't know enough about boys and girls clubs and what they do today and whether they are still relevant to offer an intelligent opinion. On the surface, it sounds like a great idea and a great way to build for the future of the East Side. Right. 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 Uh, thank you, Jim. I, I appreciate thinking, the know, call. Uh, hey, thank Sorry. you. Yep, Have a good night. Mass, massive cell phone overlap there. I heard that at the beginning of the phone call. I didn't mean to interrupt Jim anymore, and he meant to interrupt me. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Here's uh, Ron in Buffalo. Ron, you are on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tom. Yeah, John's brother. So I got a little bit of a real estate background. Um, this would be the biggest colossal waste of money in Buffalo history or modern Buffalo history. And a little history lesson. This was planned in the late 1940s, right after the war. It was built in the 50s. There was no intention. There was no racism. That wasn't even a black neighborhood. So our governor's completely wrong. There was no racism in that. So let's, let's get that straight. Um, Sleep in Heavenly Peace is an organization, probably 90-some percent are, are white, and what they do is they kill themselves at Eastern Hills Mall every week 
and they literally make the beds, bring them over to all over the east side where children don't have a bed to sleep on. They even bring the pillows and the mattresses and the bedding. And, you know, you never hear a thank you about that. All of the monies and organizations, spending money, Salvation Army, you can name a bunch of them. They should do a need analysis. Why not do, what are the needs? Community center, great idea. You know, there's a bunch of them already. Uh, you, you could renovate those. They need a lot of things. They need to fix up deferred maintenance on houses. There's roofs, there's porches, there's peeling paint, lead paint. People don't have good plumbing. The toilets don't flush properly. The roofs are, you know, on and on and on. All right, create some jobs on the east side. A billion dollars? Get your calculator out, everybody. And I would wish that some people in the black community, really, this is your opportunity. Call in and beg. You should beg the governor not to do this. A billion dollars? divided by 1,000 people, divided by 10,000. They can go to those households, those neighborhoods, all over the east side, and spend that money properly. Please. Uh, give me, give me some other Creek, by the way, Skijakwood Creek does not, is that you can't, it would look awful because Skijakwood Creek, you got to work around it and it's not going to be a complete tunnel because the Creek, you got to work around it. It's like a gigantic, uh, version culvert or something. So it wouldn't even look good. Uh, yeah. Aesthetically unpleasing. I mean, the, the goal of reuniting a neighborhood, um, is interesting, but as you said, in the fifties and sixties, the racial makeup of the neighborhood was different than it is and has been for a number, a number of decades. We're talking almost, almost a century ago and things change in the course of a century. Absolutely. Well, they completely changed. It was, again, it was not a black neighborhood. The East side wasn't all there. It's Germans and, um, it's just completely different. You know, they, there are a lot of Germans, a lot of Poles. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Germans, exactly. Poles. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you raise a very valid point. It's not like uh, the white people of New York State said, hey, let's destroy a black neighborhood and build a uh, highway right through it. Correct. So, please, you know, if anyone's listening, the people are trying to stop this, put the pedal to the metal. Do not let this happen. A billion dollars. What an opportunity to truly fix it for the people in need. On the east side, you can fix some of the bridges where the Kensington is, pretty them up a little bit, some new signage, some new green spaces there. But my goodness, come on, just go over and take a look at it. I think a lot of people don't even know what the project would entail, honestly. This was not, it's not that great of a project. It's only one small little street. Yeah, it used to look nice 100 years ago, but most of the east side isn't even near that street, and they don't even cross that street day to day. So just please give it some deep thought, but really, you got to get to the governor and, and stop this. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Much better way to spend that money. Thank you. Well, it's thank you. I mean, I think this is a classic example of uh, virtue signaling, and the money could be used in. If you're going to spend a billion dollars, I think you could use it in so many better ways to the betterment of a neighborhood, the betterment of the people who live in a neighborhood, um, and the long term. I like the guy's idea of boys and girls clubs, but honestly, I don't know enough about boys and girls clubs to offer a uh, an intelligent uh, opinion about that. 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. So uh, why would you spend a billion dollars to cover three-quarters of a mile of the Kensington? I think there are so many other things that would be beneficial to the people who live in the neighborhood this project purports to help. 
and the entire city of Buffalo, like mm, improvement of our water delivery infrastructure, many uh, pipes of which uh, are over a century, well over a century old. And it's one of those things, it's not sexy, so politicians just keep dumping the ball down the road. Here's uh, Becky in Chictawaga. Becky, you are on WBEN. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, first of all, the gentleman calling before me, uh, he basically said a lot of things that I agree with. And, and um, one of the things that the billion dollars could be spent on is we have so many defunct empty buildings and hospitals and nursing homes that could be turned into home, you know, homes and apartments for homeless vets, for homeless people, startups for single parents who are living on the street and need to you know, get an education, get a job, have a place to live, you know, that's a better way to use that. Also, you mentioned the infrastructure. Why not bury the power lines underneath, um, you know, underneath the dirt like they do in some of the outlying suburbs so that we don't have to worry about power outages during our winter storms and people won't be without power? How about on Medicare, which I was researching and just recently found out, cancer treatments there's a lot of cancer treatments that are not covered under medicare and i was told that certain treatments i would have to contact pharmaceutical companies to get them um, to help me with the cost of these treatments now in texas all cancer treatments are free why not do something like that um you know it, it, and when they say revitalize I, I just I get so scared because revitalized means we're going to come in there and we're going to displace people in order to do whatever it is we want to do to revitalize that area. So where are all these people going to go, all these low-income people? Where are they going to go? I don't know how many people are going to be displaced by this uh, by this project, but let me just ask you, you had me a little bit confused talking about Medicare because Medicare is a federal program, no? You're not talking about Medicaid? No, I'm talking about Medicare. I'm at the age where I'm um, looking to get Medicare, and I've been talking to a lot of uh, professionals about it, and everyone I talk to as I progress in my cancer, certain treatments are not covered mm. under Medicare, and especially when you hit the donut hole, and that I, would, I myself would have to contact pharmaceutical companies to find financial help for those treatments. Uh, so, uh, that surprises me uh, because, uh, to the best of my knowledge, it's a federal program. You pay for it, and I wonder why the benefits are different in Texas than they are in New York State. That doesn't make a lot I of sense I don't know, to me. but when I, I sat down with a couple of groups, and I sat down with the red shirts, and they all said the same things. My, my oncologist gave me medications I would be on as I progressed. And um, the funny thing is, is, as I progressed through these medications, and get into the final stages for chemotherapy, it's not covered. And That's so, shocking to me. yeah, and so, like now, what I'm on now, um, pharmaceutical companies do pick up a portion of it, and then there's another company that gives you a, a credit card that you don't, you don't get it, but it's to help offset the cost right now. So, right now, I have no out of pocket cost, but when that runs out, Mm. I have to pay a thousand dollars a month for my cancer medication. Good, Good so, Lord. In, in, yeah. in addition to the premiums you pay for Medicare and any supplemental Medicare that you have. Yes, yes, and I would need to have 
um, a higher, uh, I'm sorry, forgive me, but a higher form of the Medicare. I, I have to have all these other things so that my Medicare premium would be high no matter, you know, wow. like some people have a zero premium. Mine would be higher. And, Is there? Um, but you've you've talked to. I mean, I, I would talk to the people at the financial guys and see if there might be a better alternative for you. Um, I mean, we have a number of sponsors of the radio station who deal with this stuff, who are a lot better versed at it than I am. Uh, Esther Gullius, the tax lady, the financial guys. Um, maybe it's just a question of you getting better advice. I hope it is. And my dear, I wish you the very best of luck uh, with your situation well, with you. uh, chemo. Good good luck to you, my dear. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I did not. Uh, I did not know that. That's something that was not uh, on my radar. It is uh, 4:57 at News Radio 930 WBEN. But it is interesting. The older you get, the more terms like Medicare have a personal bearing on you. Where when you're 40 years old, Medicare, what's that? Now that you start getting older, it's like, yeah, Medicare, better start thinking about that. We'll take more calls after five on this billion-dollar project. Is it a boondoggle? Uh, as we uh, move on on News Radio 930 WBEN. It's Bowerly, Tom Bowerly, on News Radio 930 WBEN. They found no significant impact, which means the environmental review process, which was long, intense, comprehensive, that is now over. Ladies and gentlemen, this project can go now full steam ahead, and we're going to start construction later this year. Start construction. Shovels in the ground. How do we seize this momentum and take it to the next level? My view is sometimes you can't carve out a better future until you right the wrongs of the past. And that's exactly what we're doing with the Kensington Expressway project. Yes, as was pointed out by one of our previous callers, uh, righting the wrongs of previous eras when a uh, road was built through what was largely a German and Polish neighborhood. Uh, 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Is this the answer or is this just an immense waste of money compared to what else the city of Buffalo uh, has as its needs. 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin is checking in for reasons I don't know. And uh, Chuck, you're on WBEN. Welcome. Yes, I, I listen online. I'm originally from Buffalo. I'm an arborist. And Excellent. I think it's a, I think it's a, very foolish idea to plant trees in three feet of soil because if you look at the trees like in any uh na any neighborhood how much it's a tree even if it's several feet away from a sidewalk yes how it will how it will mess up the concrete even if you were just a uh how do you, how do you say uh plant privet hedges those small things will eventually eat through the concrete you can't stop nature you know this this is a great point that i've never heard brought up before from you an arborist and again very relatable because i think most of us have walked on sidewalks that have been buckled by the roots of even a small tree growing near the sidewalk it happened in my house i had to spend three grand to replace the sidewalk because of trees that somebody else had planted so unless if uh, they're just planning to plant grass, it's not going to be quite the bucolic 
paradise their uh, advertising. And, bucolic? And, and secondly, who who yes. are you, sir? Who are you? Bucolic. <laughs> that word has never been used on this show before. Outstanding. <laughs> okay. And secondly, just real quickly, because I have to go in a second. Uh, I'm I'm tired of hearing that the East Side is a food desert because nobody. I've, in all the coverage, I've never heard the Broadway Market mentioned. It's it's in the center of the section. You could walk to it. There's buses to it. It has two butcher shops, three fish shops, a wonderful fresh vegetable section. There's a st- there's a sundry store next door to it. And like and you could compare that to the suburbs. Most uh, uh, supermarkets in the suburbs you're driving to. You can't walk to it. So lastly, I just want to end with saying that Tops was never the only supermarket in that area. The the Broadway market's been there over a hundred years. Yeah, you know, for some reason, we only think about the uh, Broadway market uh, at Easter time. But look, you you raise you raise a great point. But I mean, look, I I am inclined to agree with the people who actually live there who do complain about the ex the lack of access to fresh food and healthy food and nutritious food, even though you've got a corner store on every other street corner on the east side. Um, but I mean, certainly, yeah, the the Broadway Market, yes, Tops, yes. But if if the food if the food desert is a problem, a legitimate problem, then you address it by using the billion dollars to incentivize businesses to come and locate in the areas of greatest need. At least that's the approach. Well, I, agree, I, would take. I agree with you, and it would be money be- much better spent than on trees that are going to collapse the the tunnel eventually. Uh, that is uh, that is uh, very very interesting, and I don't know what they're going to do about maintenance and snow and ice control um, accidents, which no doubt are going to increase um, because people do crazy things once they're underground. Everybody honks their horn and everybody drives like a maniac, which they already do on the Kensington, or as I call it, the Indianapolis 500 Kensington. Uh, thank you, Chuck. I appreciate the call. Um, you have a great day. You too. Thank you. Great point, by the way, about the trees. Um, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. I think there are so many other things that could be done for a billion-dollar investment as opposed to putting a cover over three-quarters of a mile of the Kensington Expressway. And uh, I've had a, a kind of a change of opinion on that. Let's go to uh, Z in uh, Cheektowaga. Z, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hi. Um, I grew up in that neighborhood. I was there when they built the Skajakura. In fact, I have a scar on my leg that's three inches by one inch from where I fell in the construction yard that we weren't supposed to be in, of course. And as you said... This this is the Kensington, though. This is not the Skajakura. This is the 33, not the 198. Yeah, right. Uh, Right, the 33. So um, the neighborhood did not become divided. Uh, People moved north of that um, 33 after it was built. Before it was built, it was a German neighborhood, basically. I went to school 61. There was not one black child there. Bennett High School didn't have any 
black people at the time. Never until uh, I graduated eighth grade, they put in a junior high that was south of the 33. And other kids from my graduating class went to the junior high and people from south of there and north of there then were joined together. Then it was mixed. After the, the 33 was built, then they moved to the other side. So it didn't divide them. It was our, you know, they chose to move on the other side. And so it's a waste of money with all the things that need to be done. And the people who live there, they don't want it. Well, like any other thing, there's divided opinion. But uh, I, I really, had you ever heard anybody who lives in the neighborhood say, you know why we've got so many problems here? It's because that damn Kensington. I never heard that. No. No. I the mean, only thing I remember was there was a time when kids would throw rocks over the top and then they put a screen there. Yeah. Um, but it had nothing to do with dividing the neighborhood. It's no, divided the, now, but it it was like that when people moved into that area. Well, the migration patterns. There. I mean, the migration patterns are um, are interesting to look at. Uh, I mean, like we haven't talked about North Buffalo because obviously the Kensington doesn't run through North Buffalo, but the um, the Jewish community used to have a very strong. Um, presence in North Buffalo. I think of Massman's Deli and the delicious, never-ending sandwiches they used to serve. And the Jewish community went from North Buffalo and then basically moved out to Amherst and East Amherst. And I'm speaking in generalities here, obviously. Um, and there's a there's a map in one of the books on Buffalo I have somewhere around the house, uh, which looks at the migration patterns, not just of the uh, Jewish community, but the Polish community, the Germans, the Irish, and everybody else who has made up uh, part of this uh, fabric that we call Buffalo, New York. I mean, people do move around. Right. And when I lived in that area, it was a German neighborhood. I'm not German, but I was in the minority because everybody else was German, including the ex-Nazis who came over. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there, there were a lot of Germans. I mean, my, my family, again, I mean, Cambridge Avenue, that's where my family lived, um, Cambridge Avenue. And so there are a lot of Germans. There are a lot of Poles. I'm not sure about uh, the Irish or the um, uh, or the Italians. I'm not sure. But, you know, when I think of old school Polonia, uh, east side of Buffalo, I think about the Polish community, which sprinkled out then uh, along with the Germans. Uh, there are a lot of uh, German-Polish intermarriages. Um, I mean, it's just it's a fascinating demographic study uh, when you start looking at the old marriage records in a deep, dark basement of County Hall. It's fascinating to see this the surnames of the bride and groom and how they changed over the years. Clearly, I have too much time on my hand, or at least I did at one point in my life. But, uh, Z, thank you very much. It almost feels racist to say that uh, it divide, it's dividing the black neighborhood because when that was built, it didn't divide them. And if they chose to move on to the other side, you know, and they don't want it taken down. There's very few people that want it taken down other than people who don't live in the area or didn't grow up there. Well, to me, it's it smacks of uh, 
this kind of a, a virtue signaling thing. Look, I'm doing something to help our black brothers and sisters. And I'm pretty sure that uh, boys and girls clubs, which was one of the ideas that people came up with, would be of greater benefit. And I also think that an improvement of the infrastructure, in particular, our water delivery system would be better. And for $60 million, of which $10 million is available now, $50 million more, you get a brand new barn for the guys and ladies uh, to work at when they're trying to plow the city of Buffalo. And there Um, was a a place called the PAL. It was run by the Police Association for Young Children, and it was over somewhere around Kensington Avenue near Fillmore. And I don't think it's there anymore, but, you know, reviving something like that, putting in boys and girls clubs, things like that would be important. See, I... I I, I thank you. I thank you very much. Uh, okay. Interesting ideas from you guys calling in, especially people who used to live in the area, people who still live in the area. I'd love to know what you have to th- have to say and think about this. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. A billion dollars to cover three quarters of a mile of the Kensington Expressway. Good idea or colossal waste of money. When I consider what really could be done in the alternative, I think this is a waste of money. Um I just it's it's virtue signaling. It's basically it's 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 for the politicians to say, look what I did for the black community. And uh, I, I don't frankly get it when there's so many other things that could be done um, in in the neighborhood. They are purportedly helping. Here is Jeff in Amherst. You're on WBEN. Jeff. Hello. Tom, yeah, I'm with you. It's a total boondoggle. I think it's dead on arrival. I mean, nobody can fleece the taxpayers of Western New York quite like a Democratic administration. Hochul is doing it in a record-breaking time. You know, the blueprint is there. They find a project they can stamp with the word racist or racism, and they're off and running. I mean, it's, it's an absolute joke. There's so many things they could be doing with that money. The roads and streets in, in the city of Buffalo have been pathetic for 40 years. Why don't they start with the medical campus, fix all the streets and roads, you know, all the, the colleges in the area, the hospitals? I mean, I don't understand why they're not doing that every five years. It, it creates a lot of jobs. So, I mean, this thing is ridiculous on its face, and I don't see how it's going to help and, and accomplish what they what, what they think it's going to accomplish. I, I don't see the connection. I think there are better ways to spend a billion dollars if you want to improve a neighborhood or a city, personally. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, um, there's, I mean, there's nobody to stop her. She's out of control. There's got to be, well, it, 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 your interview with the environmentalist, She's breaking all kinds of laws, but I mean, she never met a law she didn't want to break. She's, you know, that's not an issue for, for Hochul. So, I don't, I don't know what interview you're talking about. I don't remember talking to an environmentalist. Well, they were. It was. Uh, they were. The environmentalists are not happy with the, the project because she bypassed a lot of the procedures and a lot of the legalities. 
Well, it see, it seems to me that the in, the environmental review was done in record time. Environmental reviews, I'd like to see a comparison between this environmental review and other environmental reviews, which seem to take years and years and years. This one seemed to have been wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah. All right, uh, Jeff, th- thank you kindly. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, we have another half hour to go on News Radio 930 WBEN. A billion dollars to cover three quarters of a mile of the Kensington. I honestly don't see how it's going to help. And if you're going to spend a billion dollars, there are so many other things that can be done for a billion dollars, which I happen to believe would be of much greater benefit to the people uh, who are. Uh, off of the Kensington, as well as the entire city of Buffalo. For example, a new plow barn and new plows for the city of Buffalo. Plow barn costs $60 million, according to Byron Brown. We spoke with him a few weeks ago. And uh, getting some new plowing equipment, because a lot of the plows you see in those uh, news conferences at the start of every winter are outdated. They don't work, and they're just there for window dressing. True story. 27 minutes after 5 at News Radio 930 WBEN. See the connection? If you're going my way, well, I drive it all night long. Uh, talking about the billion-dollar project to cover three-quarters of a mile of the Kensington, and uh, I hope that we can hear the words of uh, Governor Kathy Hochul. And, uh, Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> we are laser-focused on sewing back together the wonderful tapestry known as East Buffalo, and I could not be prouder. There comes a time in life when you just have to go forward. You just have to say yes instead of saying no. And that's exactly what we're doing. And I have people here fought too long and fought too hard. They found no significant impact, which means the environmental review process, which was long, intense, comprehensive, that is now over. And ladies and gentlemen, this project can go now full steam ahead, and we're going to start construction later this year. Construction shovels in the ground. How do we seize this momentum and take it to the next level? My view is sometimes you can't carve out a better future until you right the wrongs of the past. And that's exactly what we're doing with the Kensington Expressway project. Yes, wrongs of the past, like putting the Kensington through a largely German-Polish neighborhood. Uh huh. All right, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, let's get some phone calls. Where would the billion dollars be better spent? I mean, I've, I've had a change of opinion on this. Uh, and, it's it, look, it's not something where everybody in the neighborhood is saying, yeah, great idea, this is what we need. Uh, not by far. Uh, here is, uh, it's like a problem, a, a solution in need of a problem. Here is uh, Dennis in Buffalo. Dennis, you're on WBEN. Welcome. Hi. Hey, how you doing, Tom? Uh, I think that we could spend that money on a retrofitted dome. Uh, that would be a, you know, you, you've got uh, selfish and great Fagula who sits in a, you know, in a box, in a climate-controlled box, while like 70,000 fans and 200 NFL personnel are sitting freezing and, you know, zero degree weather. I mean, it, it's not too late to retrofit a dome on that on that thing. And I wish uh, Pagula would, re, you know, reconsider. Uh, I, I wish I wish he would too. But I wouldn't call him a selfish ingrate. If it wasn't for Terry Pagula, I don't think we'd have the Buffalo Bills or we'd have the Buffalo Sabers. 
Tom, after after 13 seconds, I was so disgusted and disappointed <laughs> that I've given up. I, I just, you know, I'm, I, I'm six. I'm in my 60s, and and I've waited for a Super Bowl. I've lived in Virginia. I live in California. I actually technically live in Virginia now, but I'm just visiting the family. And I have been through so many heartbreaks with this team, you know, through the 90s, you know, the Super Bowl losses. And, you know, granted, they made the Super Bowl, and uh, that's fantastic. But, you know, to just not be able to come over the top is just horrendous. But I think a, a retrofitted dome would be a good idea, the Buffalo waterfront. You know, but it just seems Buffalo's loquacious illusion of improvement usually ends in disappointment or blight. Anything they do is either dumb, ultimately, or it just doesn't work, you know. And, well, and look at the success of Solar City. Oh, never mind. <laughs> well, yes, that's what I'm talking about. It's the loquacious illusions. And, and it's just, you know, we always have these grand schemes, kind of like, you know, uh, Ralph Cramden, you know, when on our honeymoon, he always has these grand designs on we're going to make Buffalo this wonderful, and you do it, and it turns out to be the dumbest idea ever, you know, in, in, the, in the end. And so I think the Democrats are deliberately trying to waste money, you know, and destroy and, you know, have these projects that aren't improving anything. There's not going to be the benefit to the entirety, you know, Buffalo at large. It's going to help, you know, maybe 500 people. I don't know how many people are there that will benefit from this. Why don't we just have overpasses that'll have to be reinforced so you can't throw rocks and stones at the cars going by? You know, they have there'll be tunnels, and you could have a series every hundred feet or even every fifty feet. That won't cost that much to have overpasses over the existing highway. You know, you get your tunnels and then take the rest of the money and improve the waterfront. Look what Cleveland did, you know, and look what a lot of the cities with these nice little waterfronts in Baltimore. Look what they did uh, there. Amazing. And and uh, in Buffalo, we just can't seem to figure anything out to improve this city. I mean, I'm well, just, look, I'm, in, in the summertime, I got to tell you, they, they've done wonderful work, uh, including the people uh, behind P- Terry Pagula, I might add, have done wonderful work uh, at the uh, uh, along the Buffalo River. And the Buffalo waterfront and private exactly. investors have done wonderful work, and you know it benefits everybody. And I, I don't think it's too much. I don't think it's an overstatement to say a better water delivery system that is upgraded from 1898 is yeah. uh, uh, not a bad idea. Might be might not be sexy, but it's not a bad idea. And a new plow barn instead of the dilapidated building these people have to work in now, also a good idea. And they only need $50 million more uh, for that plow barn, uh, barn. They've got $10 million so far. And by the way, maybe spend another $50 million on some better snow fighting equipment for the city of Buffalo. I mean, to me, that sounds like it would benefit a lot more people than, than this, and I don't know exactly how many people this is going to benefit. Right, maybe maybe five hundred. I have to, maybe a thousand at the most. And there's a hundred and or two hundred and seventy eight thousand people in Buffalo. Have a beautification project of some sort that has a, you know a tunnel. I like the the tunnel. I'll start going to the games again. I'll buy season tickets again if you if you put a dome there. I'm not going to any more games and sit in sub weather you know sub zero weather temperature. But um, you know beautification. You know make the city more beautiful. I, you know you you say that about the river improvement and, and some of the improvements. They made some improvements, but Overall, you know, they tore down some of the grain mills over there. That that was a good idea. I'm I'm not a big uh, conservationist for all those grain mills. I think the one at Tiff Street, you know, keep that one. Keep a few of them, but don't keep them all. You know, 
Well, um, the great I, I didn't shed any tears over the demolition of the Great Northern, but I yeah, do respect no. the people like T- Tim Tillman who put up a fight about it, uh, asking questions that ought to be asked. But you know, it's it's like for for as long. I mean, here's what I don't understand. The Great Northern grain elevators took forever to tear down. This project got a green light in what must be yeah. record time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that because I kept visiting every so often. Whenever I come back to Buffalo, I went over there. Wow. I said, holy, they went right to town on this. And and that was a pretty good-sized project. They estimated eight months on that. And they did that in, I don't know what, they was pretty quick. And uh, I didn't think it would take as long as they were estimating. I thought the estimation was a little bit long. But, uh, yeah, they went through that pretty good. And anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, put, put a dome on the stadium. Stop, you know, don't force everybody to sit in sub-zero temperature. The Bills will play in nice weather every weekend. It'll help the Bills. If they're, if, if they're playing, I mean, you might say, well, the other team's got to play in the weather too, but the Bills got to play in bad weather every other week. You right. know, But you gave up on the Bills. You gave up on the Bills well, after no, 13 no, me, seconds. Me, you know <laughs> That yeah, it's an addiction, and and I will come back to it if they start making some good moves. Like you know, if they put a, I'll forgive them for 13 seconds if they put a dome on the stadium, and I'll buy season tickets, you know, and I'll buy more than you know, and I'll fly back here to go to the game every Sunday or every Saturday, whenever the game is, and because uh, I'm a, it's kind of like you know having a, a a son or a daughter who's done something terrible. That really ticked you off, you know, and it was estranged from it. You, you know, you still love the person, but uh, you know, you got to straighten your act out a little bit, you know. And that's what well, I'm looking at for the Bills. I I kind of turned my back on them for next season. I will see because I don't want to be so heartbroken. I almost cried. Uh, <laughs> Dennis, look, I mean, the the night 13 seconds happened, I was the least popular person in the entire room because I said, and just like that, boom, goes the Super Bowl window. It's done. Uh, at least for now, uh, Dennis. Oh, thank yeah. you very much. I I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the call, and I think the ultimate the the ultimate kiss of death was the Von Miller video at the beginning of the last season, saying, "Hey, we know wide right," uh, and is ironic that a season which started off with the we know the disappointments fans have been through ended with the 13 second disappointment and nobody being held accountable. Uh, Brenda in East Buffalo, you're on WBEN. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure to always talk to you. I just wanted to say I'm in con- well, I'm in concert uh, around. I have to a six o'clock call at this evening, but I wanted to get this in. I grew up in Buffalo uh, most of my sub- all of my seventy-two year old life, and uh, I remember when the when the Humboldt Parkway looked the way it did, and they wanted to get back with the tree island in there, and it was uh, all the way up to uh, the Science Museum. It was a very beautiful place, and I do remember actually seeing the uh, expressway being built. However, I have I you know I I could take it or leave it, but I I feel maybe the urgency was because the woman who fought so hard she passed away not too long ago. So maybe that might be one of the reasons they went and pushed it as quickly as they did. But however, my thing is this: I would rather see speed monitoring more on that expressway because I drive that expressway, and many people that I know uh, that live here in the city are afraid to drive because of the the driving that is there. I was on the expressway one night and actually saw two cars chasing each other, and one of them actually turned around, and we were we were coming. We we all could have been killed if we build something over and you can't see what's in there. No telling what's going to be happening down there. 
Uh, that's a really interesting point because I don't get scared driving and I've got a really fast car. And even I get scared on the Kensington sometimes when I see people easily doing 120 miles an hour, usually two or three cars in a row buzzing by me when I'm only doing 90. I mean, it's just it's amazing. Right. Yeah. So I'm really, you know, like I like beautification. I'm sure we can come up with something else. But I would rather I would rather they conquer that first before we start you, you knew, before we start changing something to make sure that even though you might if things might be covered over, it's it's safe for the people that have to use that within the city. And uh, and that's the way uh, I travel quite a, a lot because I'd like to see something done because even with the speed limit as the way it is, then you have to get to a 30-mile-an-hour spot, I mean a 30 miles per hour spot that's kind of it's it's sort of dangerous in a lot of areas so mm. i uh that is more my concern i'd rather see it a lot more safer than what it is now and i feel that we should better off focus on that before we we really cover something that we can't really see much of see anything of but here the after effects of what might possibly happen down there so um that's the way I look at it. I, uh, I, but I remember, like I said, it was the woman who actually fought for it. Unfortunately, she passed away, and she was, uh, she's well loved. I had nothing. I have nothing against her and uh, and and what she fought for because she believed in it. I just, even when uh, it was going on, that was the first thing that came to my mind more about safety of. Uh, being able to drive back and forth there because people get killed whether we live in the city or whether we live in the outskirts. There have been accidents where people have lost their lives. Oh, absolutely. Unfortunately, that's true. I'm not sure how the Kensington ranks per mile with other stretches of road in western New York, but uh, it does seem to have a disproportionate number of accidents. As far as fatalities, I don't know. And there, there are other places that are just accident uh, central, like the uh, 290 at the Big Blue Water Tower. That's a classic example. There's in more days than not we hear about a mile-long backup because of an accident there. Brenda, I know you got a 6 o'clock call, love. Thank you very much. I appreciate Thank the call. you very much. It's a pleasure. Always my pleasure, Brenda. Thank you. Right. Here is, here is uh, did I say that in a sexy voice? Here's Gary in Boston, New York. Gary, you're on WBEN. Go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, here's my idea. Bank of the East Side, overseen by, you know, somebody to make sure all the money goes where it, you, you, you build, fill in housing, okay? You don't give it to people. You have them do low interest loans. They pay it back to the Bank of the East Side. People that go for home improvement loans, they pay it back to the uh, bank of the east side. That money gets recirculated for future projects all on the east side. None of it's going to go anywhere else but the east side. You got uh, Jefferson, you got Fillmore, you got Broadway. You can pump up that area. Everybody's always talking about fixing it up the east side. This is the opportunity. Besides that, Hoko's a, a, a race type of person. She, you know, just uh, she's nuts. She's a bad. Oh, and this, Tom. I heard someone say this is the most costly road project per mile ever in the United States. One billion bucks for three quarters of a mile. I'll let somebody else come on. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, I don't uh, I don't doubt that. I don't have the statistics in front of me, but Eric in in uh, Chicktawaga. Eric, I've got one minute exactly. Say your piece. All right. Uh, I'm glad I got on the air. I've been holding on. Uh, I haven't heard this anywhere. For $1 billion, you could build about 6,000 homes in East Buffalo 
from the terminal that they're throwing millions of dollars at, probably all the way to Jefferson, uh, where the Topps uh, supermarket is, uh, at 150000 apiece. And there'll probably still be money left over to do the roads and electrical and sewers, whatever. They want to rebuild Buffalo, revitalize Buffalo. That would be, we'd be in the national news. And look uh, at the job that would create. It's a very interesting idea, sir. I am out of time. I thank you uh, I very much. I know. I'm sorry, brother. Thank Thanks. you so much. I appreciate the call. Uh, it is uh, 556. Uh, thanks to Tanner Saunders for a magnificent job behind the glass. And Tom Puckett is coming up with Buffalo's Evening News from 6 to 7 on WBEN. Have yourself a weekend. It's Bauer Day. Thanks for listening. And thanks for calling on News Radio 930 WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.